Eight Recovery. People in recovery, helping people find recovery. The show today is pre-recorded from July of 2020. Tonight, October 13th, remember St. George Library, Don Fotheringham is speaking at that event at 6 p.m. St. George Library, October 13th. Make sure and be there tonight. Thursday, October 13th, Don Fotheringham, St. George Library, 6 p.m. He will be talking about elections, fraud, and voting. You won't want to miss this. One nation under fraud. Completely visible with lying and spying for all. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Have you ever heard of some fellows who first came over to this country? You know what they found? They found a howling wilderness with summers too hot and winters freezing. Did they have insurance for their old age, for their crops, for their homes? They did not. They looked at the land and the forests and the rivers. They looked at their wives, their kids, and their houses. And then they looked up at the sky and they said, Thanks, God. We'll take it from here. They were rugged fellows. They were men. Oh, yeah. I love that. love John Wayne. And, uh... There's so much to say for how we used to be in this country, what it looked like to come here, and how much has changed. And there's so much to say about what responsibility we and our past generations have had in allowing so much to take place to absolutely change what America is. When everybody says, you know, leader of the free world, number one, Brandon's no leader of the free world. The deep state's leading this world. And the other thing is, is free world? We don't have a free world. <laughs> go try to go try to use the Department of Transportation. You'll find out really fast that uh, you're on a Gestapo list very, very quickly yep. if you even look sideways. If you even have an attitude you are denied the freedom to travel in this country by air um, and other ways. But my point being that we're not a free country anymore. And we better recognize that and deal with it. And maybe there's some things that we can do to get out of this looking at history. And, and today, uh, in this hour, a really good lesson, I think, for everybody to realize maybe that there are things we can do. There are things we should do. We have a divine right to do them. And if we don't do them, I actually think we're accountable for that. I really do. There's an accountability factor here that we all need to be very aware of. So this was interesting. So I was, I, it's funny. My, my husband was making fun of me, (laughs) which he loves to do. And before I started radio, I used to want to read, if I ever traveled on an airplane, I would read people magazine. And, um, and because it was just, I don't know, look at the pictures, be entertained with nothingness. I mean, I didn't mind it because, um, I really didn't invest any time learning in anything. Okay. Then I got into the world of talk radio and really had to understand, had to understand what I was talking about. And it was difficult because I had to know where to go and how to, what to navigate through to find truth. And boy, has it been a road of over 10 years now. And when I say that, I mean, this has been a road. We're talking, uh, you know, 28,000 hours of study. That's a lot of study. And so we were on the airplane last week. <laughs> I have this book, The Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates. <laughs> I 
and my husband reaches over and goes, Far Cry from People. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. But this is actually a, a very, very good book. I had received this book a long time ago, and I had sort of flipped through it, but I decided to take it on the plane with me, and I want to share with you some really valuable lessons from this book, if I can. Um, because this is really a show about enlightening you, me, everyone, uh, to really what we need to do in this country to get it back. And uh, you flipped through this book, right? Yep. This book is by Matthew uh, Truhella, and this is The Proper Resistance to Tyranny. Listen to that, The Proper Resistance to Tyranny. And the book gives so many examples of how we, the people, stopped tyranny from happening no matter what state we were in. No matter if we were in a super tyrannical Gestapo state, no matter what king was ruler, no matter what happened. So let me share this with you, and it kind of props up exactly why this is such an important lesson. In 39 AD, uh, Petronius, who was the Roman governor of Syria and Palestine, okay, Roman governor, received an order from his superior. Uh, how do you say this? Caligula? Caligula. Caligula. Oh my gosh, my brain. <laughs> I'm so tired, you guys. Caligula. 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 <laughs> the, empire, uh, the emperor of Rome. Okay? So he gets an order from the emperor of Rome, who was convinced, this guy, this emperor of Rome, was convinced of his own divinity. And he ordered Petronius to assemble half his army and install an image of himself in the Jewish temple at Jerusalem. And Petronius had the statue of the empire made in Sidon and then compared his troops while he was uh, while he was wintered in an area nearby. And so to the Jews, the statue of the emperor of the temple was a severe affront to their religion. They did not want the statue. And the Jews, therefore, sent all these numerous delegations during this time to protest before the governor concerning the law of this emperor. They were against it. Petronius was so deeply moved by the reasoning of their protests that he wrote to this emperor that he would not enforce his order. Woo! Hmm. And entreated and entreated the emperor to uh, annul it. Well, the emperor wasn't so happy. He received the letter from the governor, Petronius, and he became outraged and ordered Petronius to commit suicide. He ordered him to off himself for the offense. Soon there, uh, however, um, he was assassinated. Um, by, the emperor was assassinated by his own guards. Mm -hmm. Fortunately for the governor, Petronius, the ship carrying the order for him to commit suicide arrived after the ship carrying the news of the emperor's assassination. That is a good thing. Timely. Um, and the statue was never placed in the temple. Now... Through the governor, Petronius would have not known it as such. He was practicing what would be termed by reformers such as John Calvin, Christopher Goodman, John Knox, as the doctrine of the lesser magistrates. We call it a doctrine because it's a Christian doctrine first formalized by the pastors in Germany. The word magistrate is an old term referring to any in civil government and with authority either elected or appointed. We have a lot of appointed, don't we? Uh-huh. Oh, boy, do we. The lesser magistrate doctrine declares that when the superior or higher, higher civil authority makes unjust or immoral laws or decrees, the lesser or lower ranking civil authority has both a right and a duty, a right and a duty to refuse obedience to that superior authority. You know, I use this 
statement a lot, uh-huh. and it comes from a document many people are aware of. Mm-hmm. And it says, but when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism it is their right it is their duty to throw off such government yep. with no with, and to provide new guards for their future security and that sentence does not start by saying this time and this time I only know, you're right no you're so right <laughs> yeah this is all through history it's all through history yep and it's uh, the lesser authorities even have the right and obligation to actively resist the superior authority. When I first got this book and was thumbing through it, it didn't mean what it means to me right now, that we're in the situation we are right now. And of course, we were facing a lot of similar things back then, too. Yes, absolutely. But right now, because I've had this on my shelf for years, but... In pulling this out, you know, let me let me give you an example. If Congress, the president or a U.S. Supreme Court makes an unjust or immoral law or decree that goes really against God. okay, a state legislature or governor could stand in defiance of their unjust law or decree and refuse to obey or implement it. This is why the states are so important. Those lesser magistrates could, in fact, actively oppose such a law or decree, and even a city council or a mayor could appropriately defy an unjust law or decree handed down by any higher authority. A memorable statement that serves as a summary for the doctrine of the lesser magistrate actually came from a higher magistrate, um, and this came from a Roman Empire, uh, Trajan, or Trajan, uh, while uh, appointing a subordinate authority, handing him a sword and instructing him, use this sword against my enemies if I give righteous commands, but if I give unrighteous commands, use it against me. (laughs) Okay? Now... So this this doctrine was practiced before the time of Christ and Christianity, but it was Christian men who formalized and embedded it in their political institutions throughout the Western civilization. That's really important to understand because when everything rolled downwards with COVID and we're standing in the month of March and April all over the country, all of the lesser magistrates, mayors, Commissioners, those ridiculous guys, you got uh, ridiculous um, power absorbing mayors, you have governors, everybody folded, everybody folded, nobody was standing up for the people. Now, you also have to concede that the people were so brainwashed into thinking a germ was right around the corner that they had to be afraid of that they weren't exactly standing either. But there were people that were questioning what in the heck was going on. And they shouldn't have folded so quickly when they didn't even have a threat. We closed down the country for, what, 15 deaths? So the entire country, you guys, the states folded like my own before there was even somebody visible that even had anything. So you have to ask yourself, why were the people not questioning that? Nothing they could see before their eyes You know, they were just believing what they were told without any evidence of it whatsoever. But why did the lesser magistrates all cave? This is a really important lesson in history because this is where we, the people, get our power as far as we get it from God. But we have this this law that is really about us standing up and those and those lesser magistrates standing for us because usually the king won't. Especially in this case, look at the look at King uh, Fraudalot right now. 
But the governors can say no. They can still say no. Now, interestingly, a lot of people understand this principle and don't know what it is. You're right. You're Look right. at how popular right. DeSantis became in Florida when he stood yes. up and said no. You're right, because he was standing for a, such a vast group of Americans that thought something is really wrong here, especially going on a year. I mean, I remember when a year hit, everyone was like, what are we still doing with mm-hmm. this? This is ridiculous. But I'll bet the most betrayal you have felt is when everybody you know folded, and it could be from all walks of life, from all the different uh, situations that we found ourselves in, but you were wondering who was going to stand and why weren't they standing for you. When in this situation of being being in a republic... I mean, this is the situation in which the lesser magistrate should surely kick in. Oh, yeah. Why were you so betrayed by these people in office that did not stand for you? Because the lesser magistrate has a role to play. Whether they like it or not, they'd better get some courage. Thanks for listening to The Kate Daly Show. All opinions expressed by the program participants on The Kate Daly Show are solely their own and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of St. George News Radio, KZNU, Canyon Media, or their respective parent companies or advertisers. If you'd like to comment directly, talk lines are open at 888-673-1450. That's 888-673-1450. Or you may email directly at kate at canyonmedia.net. There's a chill in the air one minute, and it's hot next. That's just St. George weather for you. So be prepared now for any season with advanced air. Furnace tune-up, $79.95. Air conditioner service, now $79.95. Get it done right the first time in no time with advanced air. Do what the advanced air tech guy says. Get all your systems ready now. Call advanced air, 635-2257. That's 635-2257. Or visit advancedairutah.com. Hi guys, it's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic. Is erectile dysfunction damaging your relationship? Are you sick of the pill and all the side effects? Well, welcome to the future. We have a major medical breakthrough. Wasatch Medical Clinic uses the most advanced form of wave therapy. Backed by 60 clinical studies, our technology uses pressure waves to repair and open up blood vessels. We've helped countless men get rid of their ED. But what is the true end result? Their relationship, even their lives, improve drastically. If you're ready to regain your love life, call us right now, and not only will the assessment and ultrasound be free, we'll also give you a gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom. It almost never fails. This is worth $550, and it's free to callers right now. 435-922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. Put a stop to your erectile dysfunction and experience what I call the happiness ripple effect. Call Wasatch Medical Clinic now. 435-922-7000. Right now at Best Mattress, every premium purple mattress is 10% off. Every purple accessory is 10% off. If it's purple, you save 10%. Not too shabby, huh? Not too shabby. Best Mattress. Sleep easy, friends. See store for details. You may have been a prepper your whole life or just decided to become a prepper within the last 30 days. Information is the most valuable commodity, and the experts at Your Family Still Matters have been prepping for over 30 years. New product is arriving daily, and you can subscribe to their newsletter for updates and specials. Call 628-7042. That's 628-7042, or come by Your Family Still Matters. Under the big yellow sign that says Paintball Food Storage and Violins. It always happens at the worst times. While spending time with friends, shopping, 
playing with the kids, working out, or simply when sharing a good laugh. But constantly searching for a bathroom is no laughing matter. Urinary incontinence is a medical issue. It can cause depression and isolation and a lack of confidence. At Prolong Medical, they have a solution that can treat urinary incontinence. It's simple, painless, and effective, and only requires sitting fully clothed in a custom-designed chair for 30 minutes twice a week for as few as six sessions. Ladies, this really works, and it only takes 30 minutes twice a week. Our patients at Prolong Medical Center are happy. They have their confidence restored and their best moments back. Call 435-375-5000. That's 435-375-5000. Or visit ProlongMedical.com today to find out more. Lionsgate Recovery, a drug and alcohol rehab facility, is honored to be voted the gold winner of 2022 Best of Southern Utah, now three years in a row. Lionsgate has helped hundreds of people by dedicating their lives to overcoming the cycle of addiction and discovering the freedom of recovery. With locations in St. George, Tokerville, Cedar City, and Parowan, call their 24-hour hotline if you need help at 866-471-9476 or go to LionsgateRehab.com. Lionsgate, people in recovery, helping people find recovery. I'm Dr. Cecilia Burrington. If you're among the 40% of Americans ages 50 and older who are still not getting tested for colorectal cancer, you're out of excuses. Under the Affordable Care Act, the federal government will now require nearly all private insurance companies to cover virtual colonoscopy and other less invasive tests. More importantly, these tests would be covered with no copay. That means there are now a number of fully covered colorectal cancer screening exams available. Please talk to your doctor to see which of these tests are right for you. Don't be one of the thousands of Americans to die from a largely preventable disease that is nearly always treatable if found early. The best test is the one that you choose to use. There have never been more fully covered options to fit your lifestyle and your schedule. Take action. Get screened for colorectal cancer. You owe it to yourself and your loved ones. For more information on virtual colonoscopy, please visit radiologyinfo.org. The show today is pre-recorded from July of 2022. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. me want to cry. It gets me a little emotional. I remember playing this when we were talking about all the BS of COVID and we were talking about it right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. And we had interviewed uh, David Limbaugh, Rush's brother, and um, he on the break, he said, how are you guys getting away with this? It was getting away with this. And I said, <laughs> well, we're not owned. And uh, he goes, oh, because we were saying this is all BS, the whole COVID thing total lie from the start and uh and there were a lot of people that were angry at us and i remember playing this song and it was like in april we'd had it for like the lockdown for like a month and people were starting to kind of figure out what we were saying and fox news came and did a story about my city 
and uh, about how my city didn't get that there was this huge pandemic going on. And they went around my city and they started interviewing people and they were like, this is the one city in America that's not acting like they should. You know, they're not they're not obeying. And they started interviewing people and, and people were like. Yeah, we don't believe it. That's a bunch of crap. I mean, this is this was how the interviews went. And I was so proud of my city because from the get-go, we started talking about all of this and started saying, this isn't okay. This is a lie of epic proportion. Please see through the lie. And... And it was working. People were finally yep. like coming out of the thinking coma and they were like, oh my gosh, you know, this is all a lie. It was so fantastic. And I remember playing that song and I just remember I, tear, I was tearing up because people in my area were getting it. And we started having outings of like 5,000 people for this and 5,000 people for that. Yep. And everyone was fine. And we were showing everybody, look, you can do this. It's okay. It was amazing time. An amazing time. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi, Kate. Hi there. Mike. Hey, Mike. Go right ahead. Hey. And I'm calling from Florida today. Nice. It's been Colorado. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, I won't be here for a couple of months, but you all are right. Um, you know, I think it's r- the right move to get to higher elevation, especially away from a lot of people. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, I would just say the best $35 you'll ever spend is if you buy Joel Skousen's uh, Strategic Relocation book. Mm. Um, it is amazing. Nice. Um, that's not why I called. Okay. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Go ahead. I, I have an illustration, really. I just thought of this. Like, when you see, well, they don't ever play them anymore, but the ShamWow commercial, remember Sid? Yeah. Squeezing yeah. all the liquid out of the ShamWow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's exactly what they're doing to our dollar, to our economy. They're mm-hmm. squeezing the last few drops right. of value and power mm-hmm. out of our economy. Right. No, and they're they doing it, you know, the tried and true. Yeah. We've just gone through pestilence, if you want to call it. Now right. we're going into war. Right. Okay. Right. Um, I don't think this will last very long, but they're mm-hmm. going to, you know, they've got a staunch globalist. Right in place over there in Ukraine right. that's going to do everything he can to keep the war, quote-unquote, going. Sure, you know? sure. I'm with you, sir. Yep. Thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're right about that. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, we're talking about what the lesser magistrate is. You kind of have to go back to our founding because if we're going to fight this kind of stuff, we have to figure out in small communities how to get people that we actually elect into a position where they're a lesser magistrate that stands for the people instead of being bought off. My city's full of bought off people. Yep. I mean, my the, the cities that I, I live close to. And so it's really unfortunate that most of you out there listening right now are going to say the same thing and so how do we get how do we get to a point where we get the lesser magistrate to stand up against this to stand up against the king or the governor who acts like a king in whatever state you're in the teaching by christian men about the lesser magistrate uh god's sovereignty covenant the nature with man and and church government shaped the views of western civilization that birthed constitutional governments in what was going to become the united states the lesser magistrate doctrine had a huge impact upon the thinking of our founders and upon our nation's people regarding government and law. And um, it was the magistrates, uh, nor the people, know of this doctrine as America's, um, it, you know, as far as this, the silent majority. A lot of people do not understand that not only do we have the God-given gift 
to do this, especially since we've already established our Constitution. We're the only people on Earth that have the Constitution we do that actually have that in our corner to do this. Okay? Never before in history did they even have that advantage. We have that advantage. But what's really interesting about this is that we're going to be the only generation that really, after, after centuries, falters on this. Who says, eh, I don't want to be one of those guys. I don't want to be a rebel. You're not a rebel. You're standing up for liberty in which you have a duty to do. These people that are in, you know, mayorships or or commissioners or governors or state, I hate calling them leaders because they're pukes. They're not leaders. Well, whatever. And uh, I'll call them the state pukes. When these people have all this power and they don't stand up for you, they will be held accountable by God for that because they have the ability to stand up against tyranny and they refuse to do it and buckle under the orders of the governor. When those orders are unjust or immoral, which, by the way, it very much was against business and against liberty during all of 2020 without having any proof that anything was actually going on. There was something diabolical going on there and it wasn't in our favor. Yeah. Ask yourself this. When in history was I was just following orders taken as a good excuse? Yeah, exactly. Never, never, never. So, you know, um, John Knox brought up Daniel chapter six, and I'm going to go into scripture for a second, whether you like it or not. Wherein Daniel and uh, and all King Darius's subjects were ordered by royal statute not to pray. Now, that's immoral, right? That's an immoral law. Yep. Okay. And this is why churches need to be warned that you don't just follow government and all they do. You have to also gut check and also make very public whether the government is asking you to do something immoral. Okay? You, you don't just follow along blindly. You ask whether that is moral or immoral because the state is subject to do very immoral things and has done for centuries. So they, th- this decree came out, royal statute, not to pray. So Daniel opened his windows and prayed anyway. Not only out of concern that he would honor and remain obedient to the Lord as an individual, but also in the capacity of a lesser magistrate. He opened his window so that windows so that everybody could see him praying. Yep. Openly. That's huge. He acted as a buffer between unjust law and the people. Okay, this is a huge lesson for us in how you act when the government says do something that's immoral. If we do not stand up to that immorality, if we do not say we will not comply to this, it is absolutely immoral and this is why and we're not complying. If we don't have leadership that shores us up in this too, the people are still going to have to do it. You're going to have to reap the consequence of that. But I would rather do that than the consequence of having to meet God someday and say, I didn't stand for anything, and I didn't make the people I elected stand for anything. And can you even imagine being in the, in the situation where you're a mayor, a county commissioner, a state puke, or, or the governor, and be in the position where you were elected and in that position and you did nothing but enslave people? Out of fear and out of uh, the fact that you don't want to ruffle feathers? That's not good enough. We are the only people in history that have this, that have our constitution to back us up as people in in declaring the God-given right that's supposed to be protected by government. Yep. So we're supposed to lead out in this. 
We, we can't be silent. We have gone so far down this road mm-hmm. that our tyrants actually force us to be evil. Yeah. Against. Right. Not, not against our will. Yep. Against our ability. No, it's so true. And in this book, I'm talking about the book, The Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates by Matthew Trewella. Tr- Tr- uh, you should get this book. Uh, it talks about Romans 13 and it says, um, nowhere does Romans 13 state that we are to give unlimited obedience to civil government. Um, and we are, we were, we were never, ever supposed to just follow blindly because they always knew that government would end up doing things that were immoral. Yep. It's always been the case. It always will be the case. So you're supposed to always check your your government. And nowhere does it say, um, you know, that that we're supposed to just follow along blindly. And uh, there's so much in this book that talks about the fact that we're subject to the governing authorities, and that governments are established by God. But where does it say, therefore, that we have to we have unlimited obedience to that if they do something that goes against God? Taking your liberty goes against God. So that can't be something that is is just, but only the people can change it. And all through history, this book actually had so many examples of that. It was really, really good as far as how many times government has done something very, very immoral. Um, never apologized after, never said what they did, never admitted to wrongdoing, but just did it anyway. And... Uh, um, it even goes on to talk about, uh, like, uh, the political class in the United States. Those who are part of a government or personally benefit from um, the patronage system live like kings, especially those within the federal government. They're completely bought. And they have been learning to view themselves as, uh, as the chosen few, the elite, right? And this leads them to view the people as peasants. And they do. Even cops have a way of doing this, too. It's them versus us. We're the peons, the people, and mm-hmm. they're kind of a group. A lot of groups do this. We're always just the peons. And the government has been pillaging the private sector for their own wealth. They seize money via taxation through the coercive arm of the state, and then they use that money to forge, forge chains to bind the people. With the shekels come the shackles. It's so true to this day. And... uh And the lesser magistrates and the people, we have to understand that when we interpose against unjust law, there will always be a fight. Sometimes it can be a peaceful fight. Mm -hmm. It's just standing up. But uh, their reputation will be maligned and they could end up imprisoned or abused in some fashion. Governing officials who resist need to understand that they act not for the glory or political ambition, just like the first example we cited. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, rather they do so because it's the right thing to do in the sight of God. The interposition of lesser magistrates abates the just judgment of God on nations that have impugned his laws. You know, one of the most famous lesser magistrates mm-hmm. that did not do the right thing was a guy named Pontius Pilate. Yes, yes. And they were supposed to evade um, the decrees coming out of Pilate. Mm -hmm. They had to. I mean, look at the obvious reasons as to why. They had to. Not everything government tells us to do is right. So there are times when you have to stand up against government because they're not in your best interest, even here in good old America. Imagine that. Hmm. Be right back. Hey, Daly Show. Don't go anywhere. 
Thanks for listening to the Kate Daly Show. All opinions expressed by the program participants on the Kate Daly Show are solely their own and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of St. George News Radio, KZNU, Canyon Media, or their respective parent companies or advertisers. If you'd like to comment directly, talk lines are open at 888-673-1450. That's 888-673-1450. Or you may email directly at kate at canyonmedia.net. NASCAR week is more than just fast cars. It's the chase for the season champion. It's fun for the entire family. Kids activities, Budweiser, Clydesdales, and who doesn't love a crash or two? Eric Almirola has gotten into the wall. The South Point 400 NASCAR weekend is October 14th through 16th in Vegas. Nothing better. Cheer on locals Noah Gregson, Riley Herbst, and Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch almost slides up into the driver's side door of Hamlin. Get tickets now at LVMS.com. Hey, it's James over here at Garage Doors Only. We specialize in garage doors. Do you really want the same guy that sells you paint or glass working on your garage door? Or do you want the same folks that sell sod, block walls, and lumber installing your garage door? Call Garage Doors Only. That's all we specialize in. We will take the time to show you some options, accessories, and we also have lifetime warranties available on repairs or replacements. We also love to work with owner builders to select a perfect match for your door style and budget. Come see us at 689 North Bluff Street, where garage doors is what we do. Hi guys, it's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic. Is erectile dysfunction damaging your relationship? Are you sick of the pill and all the side effects? Well, welcome to the future. We have a major medical breakthrough. Wasatch Medical Clinic uses the most advanced form of wave therapy. Backed by 60 clinical studies, our technology uses pressure waves to repair and open up blood vessels. We've helped countless men get rid of their ED. But what is the true end result? Their relationship, even their lives, improve drastically. If you're ready to regain your love life, call us right now, and not only will the assessment and ultrasound be free, we'll also give you a gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom. It almost never fails. This is worth $550, and it's free to callers right now. 435-922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. Put a stop to your erectile dysfunction and experience what I call the happiness ripple effect. Call Wasatch Medical Clinic now, 435-922-7000. At the Haven Villas, you'll have an independent and carefree lifestyle. Drive up to freedom from home ownership, where the villa residents will have access to services and amenities, like weekly house cleaning, laundry services, all-day, anytime dining, activities, pickleball, swimming pool, exclusive clubhouse, and dog park, all included. The Haven Villas, where friends become family. Call 435-674-7883 or Haven Assisted Living. Voted Best Assistant Living Center for the last three years in Southern Utah. Hi, this is Dr. Jason Edwards from the Zion Eye Institute. If you're over the age of 50 and have cloudy or blurred vision or difficulty driving at night, these could be signs that you have a cataract. Good news is cataracts are very treatable, and after removal, we can have you seeing better than you have in years. Zion Eye Institute has cared for the eyes of Southern Utah for over 40 years. Let our family care for your family. Call Zion Eye Institute today, 435-292-5456. 435-292-5456. Hi, Greg from the three-time award-winning, world-famous Gold Ore Store. I have a major precious metals buyer's alert. Attention Southern Utah and Mesquite, Nevada residents. A Texas billionaire has made a huge silver coin purchase that is putting tremendous pressure on the entire physical silver delivery supply chain. Because the vendor involved cannot source 900,000 silver eagles, we will experience exponential price increases. It is literally happening as I speak. 
our insider informant has told us to make sure that our clientele makes their planned purchases immediately to secure not only the lowest price, but to be able to secure the actual physical silver bullion. Get your money out of the failed U.S. dollar and into silver now. This is the most serious silver supply chain issue that has hit the market since COVID-19. Call Gold Ore Store now, 435-703-9119. That's 435-703-9119. Hi, this is Ryan from Inside Out Hyperbarics. Today I'm on the radio looking for organizations or individuals who'd like to sponsor a local veteran as part of our HBOT for Vets program. At Inside Out Hyperbarics, we provide free hyperbaric sessions to local veterans who could benefit from the amazing healing powers of hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Sadly, we can only sponsor one hero at a time. Our list is getting long, so any help would be greatly appreciated. Shoot us an email at Preston at InsideOutHyperbarics.com or find us on the web at Inside Out Hyperbarics. The show today is pre-recorded from July of 2022. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. There's a lot. There's a lot of words in that song that are so important to what we're dealing with right now. I can't. I cannot stress this enough. Uh, you're listening to the Kate Daly Show, a special hour uh, talking about the lesser magistrates, what that means in our time, and what how much of a lesson it is for us right now, as it's been demonstrated throughout the centuries. We just happen to be the only generation, I think, or generations. That act like it's not a thing. That act like we have no right but to do what they want us to do. Otherwise, we just go along and we just keep complying. And it's terrible. It's terrible that we keep complying with this. We were cooed. Our nation had a major election fraud. We were absolutely cooed. Very visibly. Very obviously. And yet, we all sit here and call him President uh, King Fraud-a-Lot. And that's a problem. And then also, and on that same note, we allowed churches to be closed. We allowed churches to be closed. What about those that wanted to go? They were denied. Why did the churches close? We, the people, should have stood up to that. We, the people, should have demanded that. But we, the people, were so propagandized to and believed the lies, too. We didn't have a whole lot of people standing in the year 2020. There were many pastors and across the country mm-hmm. that did not close. Right. You're right. And and we have to yep. reward them somehow right. for that. Well, it's like, look at Canada. 
Where were all the celebrities that could have spoken out? Where were the lesser magistrates that could have spoken out? Where were the leaders of the provinces that were supposed to speak out? Why was it the people against Trudeau? Now, I realize that some kind of did, um, some somewhat, but not like they should have. When those people stood or when a magistrate or whoever that is, city mayor, county commissioner, he has to have the people stand up with them. If we don't stand beside them when they're taking a stand in our behalf, we'll be held accountable for that. There's no doubt in my mind. Because they have to have the strength of the people. Do you guys remember uh, Judge Roy, um, gosh, what was his name? Judge uh, Judge Roy B. Moore. 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 (laughs) Okay. He wanted the Ten Commandments inside the courthouse. He fought for that. The Obama administration came and told him, no, he couldn't. No other judge, nobody else stood for him. He was on his own. And if anyone else would have stood with him as a fellow lesser magistrate, he would have been permitted to have done that. But the Obama administration, that crooked from hell administration, didn't want those Ten Commandments. They don't like, you know, evil does not like no, you know, no. something that is, is very Christian. And, um, and Obama lied for years about being a Christian. But what's amazing about that is that everybody let Roy Moore fall ever, on his own sword. Nobody stood with him. when they, He didn't really get the lesser magistrates, which he truly needed. That was key. To help support him because they would have been in for a fight. Had they band together, Mm -hmm. this is a really good lesson for you and I, too, because we have to actually support the lesser magistrate that goes to bat for us. Um, Here in my state, we had a law that that was trying to go through that was saying they cannot demand vaccination. No papers, please, when you go to work or, or any of these cases. Well, the people showed up in droves to say, we want this bill. But what I noticed was the other lesser magistrates in the legislature, there were many that would not stand. The senators, there were many that would not stand. That's not okay. That's not okay. They'll be held accountable for that, too. You know, one of the first things that struck me when the churches mm-hmm. were closed uh-huh. was how many people showed their lack of faith in God right, right. by going along. Yes, acting fearful, yes. not questioning anything like, gee, how come no one I know is just peeling off dead? Or, hmm, it seems to me everybody's just fine around me. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. I mean, without, without asking those obvious questions, we should have used logic to ask the obvious. When we couldn't answer the obvious, we should have stood up and said, you can't do this. Yeah. You, nobody saw any evidence of anything. No cemeteries were built. Nobody added on to a cemetery. Why did we go along with it? When government seeks to take away your freedom or do something to you that would harm you, that's immoral to God, you should stand up against that. Absolutely. You should say, I'm sorry, I'm not complying with that law. But they all said we should comply. We should comply and be good Christians. Yeah. It isn't being a good Christian to just comply with any old law. Nope. Look in history how many times. So John Knox went on to cite, let me, let me give you this because I think this is very key. Second uh, uh, Kings chapter 11, right? And points out that uh, Je, 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 Joyada, uh, the churchman at the time, calls upon and acts in conjunction with the captains of the guard who are lesser magistrates, right? To restore order in the kingdom and depose the wicked tyrant, the queen at the time. And in a lengthy passage, uh, Knox cites Jeremiah 36, 9 through 31, to impress upon him the nobles of Scotland just how grave and important their duty as lesser magistrates is to secure their just law and peace in the land. And in this passage, Jeremiah had written a prophecy regarding the doom of Jerusalem 
Jerusalem by Babylon. And he and his assistant, Baruch, read the prophecy in the house, right? And uh, in the house of the Lord, right? And the princes, the lesser magistrates, hear that it, of this reading. And they have Baruch come to them and read it to them as well. And upon hearing the pro- prophecy, the scripture says of the princes, they looked in uh, fear one to another. They feared not only because of the impending judgment, but also because they knew that the king would be outraged by such a pronouncement as he was bent on fighting against Babylon. So they told Baruch that he and Jeremiah should go and hide and let no one know where they were while they should go and reveal the prophecy to the king. And sure enough, the king responded negatively. Everybody knew he would to the prophecy. He cut it with a knife, burned it. Knox points out that the nobles of Scotland, that the response of the princes of Judah as lesser magistrates was that they did nothing to interpose. They did nothing. The scripture says that upon seeing the king cut and burn the scroll, set it on fire with the prophecy, that those lesser magistrates were not afraid, nor did they tear their garments, right? And they thought only of their own self-preservation rather than do what was right and necessary, They thought of their own self-preservation. Now look at all your elected officials. It's self-preservation to a T. They failed to stand in the gap. Let me say that again. They failed to stand in the gap. The gap that is theirs. The gap that the people just put them in. They failed to stand in that gap, right? And I'm talking about today's day. But the king then orders the arrest of Baruch and Jeremiah. And Knox rightly castigates the princes of Judah, and he points out to the nobles of Scotland the results, namely the increased judgment, not only upon the king's family, but upon the whole nation. And said, I will punish him, his family, and his servants for their inequity, and I will bring on them in the inhabitants of Jerusalem and on the men of Judah all the doom that I have pronounced against them. But they did not heed. And Knox only wanted the nobles, the lesser magistrates of Scotland, to see that they had a duty before God to act against unjust laws or edicts in their nation, but that they had the failure to act. That failure to act would affect the entire nation. And so it is with any lesser magistrate of any nation, down through history and in the future. It's their excuse for their inaction, right? We and see it every that's day. the problem. Yeah. So we're seeing this all the time, and the people have such a duty to stand up against this. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hey. Uh, Hi. At some point during the lockdown, we were all going to die, and yep. people were out in parks protesting. What a great time to be out bringing people to get closer to God before their demise. And Amen. What a blown opportunity. Well, there you go. Um, and uh, and is it, isn't it odd and funny that nobody that got together actually just peeled off and died from that? Everybody thought, see, they listened to the government. <laughs> the government, they knew they couldn't trust. And they believed them. And they said, I guess we're all going to die if we go outside. I guess we're all going to die if we go to a park. I guess we're all going to die if we get into the number of 20. Although we can all be 20 people in a post office. Or at Walmart or at Costco. Or a bar. Or a bar. Makes zero sense, right? Why did we not see the stupidity of that? Why did we not stand up and make those lesser magistrates stand up too? Because everybody was bound by what the lesser magistrates were doing. Closing the parks and everything around them. The churches, everything. 
they should have been standing up, but they didn't have the courage to do it, just like in the last passage I just read. Yeah, but we the people should have been storming the parks, too. Yes. Yes. And force the lesser magistrates to follow us. Yes. If they weren't going to do it, if they're not going to stand in the gap to protect you, and you're also not going to help them when they do it, we have an obligation to help them when someone stands up, and it's even one person in the legislator of your state, stands up to this nonsense and tries to push a bill through that is in our favor for liberty, right? Everybody is bound. We have to get behind them. Yep. I think there's so much accountability to be had when we don't, when we have inaction and do absolutely zero, nothing. Let's take a quick call. Hi, caller. you got 30 seconds. Go. Yeah, the doctrine is a great doctrine. There's a big problem for freedom in America with that doctrine, though. It does not apply today. We yes, have it does. Jefferson didn't say, chain the politicians down by the doctrine of lesser magistrates. In America, logic says there is no higher magistrate. So why can you a doctor of higher magistrates? They are you lesser magistrates. You can't have a doctor of lesser magistrates. It's the Constitution now that we need to enforce okay the only problem with this is they're not obeying the constitution right okay they're not we're short on time so they're not obeying it so the lesser magistrates now have to stand up the ones that are closest to you city county that kind of thing have to stand up against the nonsense what has happened is that the federal government has created themselves as the superior magistrate. Yeah. They're not obeying the Constitution. And they pretty much bought with the shekels <laughs> the governors and the states. Yes. And that has created the chains for the people. So you bet your bottom dollar that you go to that lesser magistrate, the one that is not the king, but you have elected into an office that has something to do with what happens to you in your city and your county. Because many times in history, cities and counties in the United States have broken off from the states and said, sorry, that is that is not okay what you're doing. We're not following suit. People have even done this with school districts, too. See, I, I like the caller, and mm-hmm. he's right. There's not supposed to be a superior magistrate. Yes, yes. Unfortunately, whether there's supposed to be or not, there is one. Well, we have. Because we allow it to happen. Yeah. And so now that people's only answer is to go to the people closest to them in power and say, this city, this county, this state is off limits from the feds doing what they're doing. And when the state seeks to do something against you, because all the states have been doing that except save a few. If you're listening to the show, you're listening probably from a state that encroached on you and did something very unjust and immoral. Right. And are doing it today by binding you into a vaccine system complete with privileges and everything else to have a life, that's not okay. So now the cities and counties must stand up to these states, and they've done it in the past, where they've said, I'm sorry, that is immoral. You have an immoral governor, unjust governor. I'm sorry, we're not going along. And they're going to have to stand in the gap and get some courage. Otherwise, we the people are completely screwed. Right now, we have the ability to go to county and city and make those changes and make sure those people can stand up first and the sheriffs can stand up. So we must do that. We must make sure our sheriff will stand. Imagine if the city of New York stood Mm -hmm. against it. I know. You're talking over 10 million people then. Right, right. In one city. 
And if the people plus the lesser magistrates in this scenario, and we're really talking about in this scenario in America, okay? I realize the caller's talking about lesser magistrates in a system of the kings. I get that, okay? I get the difference. But the lesser magistrates, if you were to see all those counties and cities crop up with the people and say no, okay? Then usually you'll see governors like that. In that case scenario, you would see a governor finally go, okay, I have to relent. None of my cities and counties are going to follow me. I've got to rethink this. It's the only way this works right now because we do have the Constitution behind us. It's still there, even though it's by a thread. It's still there. It's just that no one wants to pay attention to it. Non-compliance. nice to be able to call listen to this show the truth can be scary the kate daly show starts now The U.S. electric grid is the largest machine in the history of mankind. It is a marvel of modern engineering. No one person owns or controls it. It's actually 3,000 different companies, both public and private sector, that own or operate little pieces of the electric grid. Mike Maybe is an Iraq war vet, a former cop, and a self-taught grid security expert. By day, he works for the government. In his spare time, he uncovers public information electric utilities would rather not see the light of day and publishes them on a website. Hi there. Welcome. Kate Daly Show. So happy to be with you today. And of course, uh, I'm flying solo. Uh, Uncle Milty had to go. And so I really appreciate you tuning in. And we hit over 12.5 million on SoundCloud. That's the show after the show. I mean, the show you know, recorded. Really appreciate all of you sharing the show, of course. And boy, have we grown. So I appreciate you. And of course, what guests I have for you today. It's going to be so such a great day. I've got Michael Maybe. You just heard his voice. And that was on a segment on 60 Minutes talking about the grid. Welcome, Michael. How are you? Hey, it's a great honor to be here. Thanks for having me. You bet. Thank you for coming. And, of course, uh, you worked. Let me tell you a little bit about Michael. He worked as an urban uh, EMT and paramedic and, of course, a suburban cop and for the federal government. You've had a good deal of military training, two wartime deployments to Iraq, and two humanitarian missions to Guatemala. Decorated by both the Army and the government for your actions on 9-11 at the World Trade Center. And, uh, and of course, I just really appreciate you coming on and sharing your expertise because you have a wonderful book. Give us the title of the book. It is the Civil Defense Book. The Civil Defense Book. And it is awesome, by the way. Talk about solutions. Um, I was going through it last night, and it was it's really a, a fantastic book to get to, to kind of know exactly you know what, what you can do. But before we get rolling, um, and we're going to be talking about that too, everybody hears the term electric grid, but what is it exactly? 
So the electric grid isn't just one thing, and it's not, you know, owned by one company or Mm -hmm. run by the government. It's actually over 3,000 different entities, both public and private sector, uh, you know, companies or Mm -hmm. municipal governments that own or operate a little piece of this vast infrastructure that um, is involved in the generation transmission and distribution of electric power. So as, as I had said on 60 Minutes, it's the largest machine in the history of mankind. It's also a very, very complex machine that has been built over generations, literally started in the late 1800s in New York City, mm-hmm. and it's just been built over generations, um, you know, until, uh, you know, the entire uh, you know, North America is, is electrified, you know, unless you just happen to live in an off-grid mm-hmm. hunting cabin. Sure. Um, you know, we've got electricity um, all across, even in the rural areas, mm-hmm. um, you know, which uh, what, um, you know, kind of the thing people don't think about, because, you know, most of us have gone our entire lives, you know, uh, tied to the electric grid. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, literally almost all of us right. um, have always, you know, flipped on a light switch or turned up the thermostat, um, you know, in our entire life. So you got to go back a long ways um, before uh, there wasn't, you know, electricity, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in most people's homes. And so, you know, over the years, you know, we have become completely dependent on electricity. And people don't True. really realize it, even if they experience, you know, a minor blackout the last a couple hours or a couple days. You know, they don't realize that everything that makes life possible for 330 million people in the United States is directly tied to the electric grid. The electric grid is literally our um, life support system. Hmm. And, you know, should somebody or something pull the plug on the life support system, 330 million people in the United States would no longer have uh, what we depend on, you know, for our very existence. So true. In fact, what are the largest ones in in our country? What are the largest, um, you know, locations for grids? Well, there's actually three separate grids in the U.S. So mm-hmm. there's an eastern interconnection, which is basically, you know, the whole eastern uh, half of the country. Mm-hmm. And the western interconnection, which, as you might guess, is the west. Right. Where'd you go? Did our grid fail? Michael, are you there? Doesn't this always happen? I swear. It always happens <laughs> on the show. Oh, maybe I should say hi to the NSA. Um, well, hopefully we will get him right back, and uh, hopefully he'll call back in. I also wanted to know, too, you know, besides the largest, so there's three three big grids, uh, as far as other countries go, how do we stack up to other countries? Because, you know, going back to that show, the Revo- you know, Revolution, that show was about a decade ago, and... When they did a whole show surrounding the grid, which is kind of interesting. I think we have Michael back. Michael? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. You do. Don't know what happened. I don't either, but it happens all the time. <laughs> Maybe it was the grid. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, so let's, okay. So let's talk about, um, so that, so you have the Western, the Eastern links, right? And yep. then there was one more yep. in the middle? And, and then Texas. Right? Ah, Texas. 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 Grid. And then, as, as I was saying, it's also, it's um, Canada, Canada is also part of our electric grid as well. So it's actually not the U.S. electric grid, it's hmm. the North American electric grid. I didn't know Canada, that. 
um, also. Yeah, and, you know, as, as we saw from, like, the great Northeast blackout of 2003, um, which actually start that's a very interesting one, started in Ohio with a tree branch that contacted some transmission lines and then caused a cascading failure mm-hmm. along the entire eastern United States and Canada. So with 45 million people in the U.S. and 10 million in Canada that lost power literally as a result of um, untrimmed foliage hitting a uh, transmission line. So, yeah, so, you know, what happens in the U.S. or Canada um, in the electric grid, uh, they are It's pretty vulnerable. So as far as other countries go, how do we stack up with our electric grids here? Well, um, what I would say about that is that um, there are many other countries that have addressed some of the threats that we have not addressed here. Mm. Um, And particularly when we talk about the threat of electromagnetic pulse and geomagnetic disturbance or solar flares, um, the Scandinavian countries have taken that very, very seriously. Israel has taken that very, very seriously. But here in the United States, um, we have absolutely no protections in place for an electromagnetic pulse attack and very inadequate protections in place for a uh, geomagnetic disturbance or solar flare. And probably we should talk a little bit about some of the different threats because uh, people might not know what a, sure. a geomagnetic disturbance is. So, yes, please. Um, when, when, when I started... Um, looking at the threats to the electric grid, I get my data from several different places. Mm -hmm. One thing I get uh, data from is from the uh, U.S. Department of Energy disturbance reports. So every time there's a disturbance in the electric grid, a disturbance in the force, Mm -hmm. um, the companies have to um, fill out a form called an OE-417 to describe that. So I pulled that data from the Department of Energy. Also, I've gotten a lot of data over the years from congressional hearings, testimony, federal reports. Um, about these various threats. So the the main threats facing our uh, electric grid, as you can imagine, one of them is weather. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and, you know, hurricanes, uh, you know, tornadoes. Um, And in recent years, um, you know, arguably weather has been getting worse for Mm -hmm. whatever reasons. Harp. Um, (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. ahead. We've got droughts. Mm -hmm. You know, we have, uh, uh, you know, droughts, you know, that are causing fires, which are affecting the electric grid. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a very, very intense storms in the United States. So weather is one. Now, another one people don't think about too much is physical attack, but mm-hmm. actually that is the number two cause really? of electric disturbances. So the weather is 53 percent mm-hmm. of the electric disturbances in the uh, grid, as you might expect. Mm-hmm. But physical attacks against the electric grid is almost 40 percent of the disturbances. Is 39.1%. And there have been 832 physical attacks against the electric grid in the last decade. What do you mean physical and attack? That can go anywhere from vandalism all the way mm. up to spectacular coordinated attacks with multiple assailants against the electric grid, as happened in Metcalf, California in 2013. Mm. We've also had IED attacks against the electric grid uh, in Nogales, um, uh uh, on the U.S.-Mexico uh, border mm-hmm. is one example. We also recently up in Pennsylvania had a drone attack against mm-hmm. the electric grid. So these physical attacks can run the gamut from, you know, um, 
you know, a couple of teenagers committing uh, an act of vandalism, sure. which it doesn't make me feel any better that a couple of teenagers can break into a substation and cause damage, because if, if they can, then what can a determined terrorist yeah. you know, force do? But, um, you know, the, the physical attacks to me is one of the most disturbing mm-hmm. um, threats that we face, because it's a threat that could be mitigated. It's a threat that could be um guarded against. Um, however, the electric utility industry uh, has just flatly refused to do it. Mm. And, uh, you know, Congress uh, and the government has not forced them to do it. So right. um, we remain extremely vulnerable. Then other um, types of threats, uh, cyber attacks. I think that's, um, every, everybody thinks that's number one, I think, as far as, as, far yeah, as and, threats and go. It, it may be, and it, it's kind of hard to tell, because like any of these, mm-hmm. any of these threats, um, you know, could cause a catastrophic power loss for the right. U.S. Which one is most likely to happen? I don't, uh, well, actually, I do know what, which one is most likely to happen, um, but I don't know which one will happen next. Ooh. And it could be a cyber attack. That's a major threat. And we've seen cyber attacks in multiple industries in our critical infrastructures. We know for a fact that the Russians and the Chinese have been inside the U.S. electric grid for two decades. Whoa. Um, you know, and uh, the Secretary of Energy, Jennifer Granholm, just admitted a year ago, uh, last June, that U.S. adversaries have the capability of shutting off the U.S. electric grid. So cyber is a huge vulnerability. Now, when you think about um, cyber, um, there's a couple of different aspects to it. I mean, there's what people might think of, especially like if you watch Mr. Robot or something, mm-hmm. you know, of the, the hacker sitting right. there behind a computer. Um, you know, hacking in, but also you have supply chain vulnerabilities. And I'll give you a good example of this. So um, I just stated a minute or two before mm-hmm. that the Russians and the Chinese have been inside the U.S. electric grid for over 20 years. Right. And, and this is from uh, federal congressional report. Michael, can we come um, back on this? I want to come back right after the break because I okay. want you to tell this whole thing just at once uh, instead of splitting it up. We'll be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Sure. More with Michael maybe when we come back. Change can be scary, but staying in the wrong job is even worse. Balance of Nature is hiring for a wide variety of positions, so come join us and find a job that you are bound to love. Here at Balance of Nature, we have a positive atmosphere with friendly faces that work toward the same goal. Balance of Nature offers benefits, including healthy daily lunches at no cost to you, internal company events that add excitement to the work week, access to your very own personal trainer, and other perks to promote a healthy lifestyle. Not to mention opportunities for quarterly bonuses to ensure your hard work doesn't go unrewarded. Balance of Nature is growing at an exceptional rate, and we want you to grow with us. So we offer educational options that help you forge the future you want in the company. Make that change from a job and start a career at Balance of Nature. Go to balanceofnature.com careers for a full list of job openings and apply today. Come join our team as Balance of Nature continues to build a future with you in mind. 
Hey, it's James over here at Garage Doors Only. We specialize in garage doors. Do you really want the same guy that sells you paint or glass working on your garage door? Or do you want the same folks that sell sod, block walls, and lumber installing your garage door? Call Garage Doors Only. That's all we specialize in. We will take the time to show you some options, accessories, and we also have lifetime warranties available on repairs or replacements. We also love to work with owner builders to select a perfect match for your door style and budget. Come see us at 689 North Bluff Street, where garage doors is what we do. Join Lyle Boss, president of Boss Financial for Safe Money Radio, every Friday at 5 p.m. right here. Or call Lyle Boss now for your complimentary Safe Money book, Safe Money Miracle, at 855-355-7233. The newest, most luxurious and fun RV resort in Utah is coming, and it's on your way to Sand Hollow. Come stay and play at Zion Utah Jellystone Park, located just minutes from southern Utah's best outdoor attractions. With luxury cabins and oversized RV sites, the 2023 season is booking fast. Reserve your dates now. Get ready to play on water slides, splash pads, the Black Light Mini Golf Course, Bicycle, Water Trikes, and more. Book your family reunions and family vacation now before it's sold out at ZionUtahJellystonePark.com. LivingStGeorge.com has every home for sale in Southern Utah with local pros that live and work here to help find your dream home. Sell your current home at fair price or just answer your questions. For everything in real estate, LivingStGeorge.com. We at Gold Ore Store are proud to be your preferred choice for silver and gold here in southern Utah and the connected Nevada region. Our staff is highly educated and well-informed about the marketplace and what is happening each and every day. Our multi-year gold medal winning customer service has made us a world-class location for all things precious metals and many other amazing items for gift buyers. There is simply nothing else like the world-famous Gold Ore Store. The best of southern Utah winner of best precious metals, best gold store best rock shop and most unique place to buy a gift hate to brag and pun intended we rock come find out for yourself what so many others want to keep a secret in the historic downtown section of beautiful st george city gold or store 7 north main street two doors north of the big red tabernacle right on main street free covered parking garage on tabernacle call 435-703-9119 We thought about hiring one of those company spokesmen to get on the radio and tell you about how this will change your life and call today for a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. But is that really what you want? Don't you just want answers to the things that are troubling you and for those answers to actually be true? People laughed when we told them 53 seconds could change your life. Let me be more clear. The change in your life is going to take some time. If someone tells you they can do it in a day, I would be very suspicious. However... Calling us is the first step to dealing with stress, depression, unsatisfied relationships, confidence issues, and many of the other effects of ED. And it actually does take less than 53 seconds to get an appointment. So stop waiting. Stop beating yourself up. Stop worrying about it being too good to be true. Is there a chance it might not work? Yes, but only 15%, which means there's an 85% chance your life will really change. 85%. Think about that. Call Prolong Medical Center in St. George at 375 375- 5,000. 375 5,000. As an educator, Mr. Nelson's teachings are still being quoted in school. Education is the most powerful weapon you can use to change the world. Mr. Nelson taught hope. Everyone can rise above their circumstances if they are dedicated and passionate. And giving our best efforts. It's always impossible until it's done. Mr. Nelson Mandela's teachings not only united a nation, they inspire us today. Inspiration. 
Pass It On from PassItOn.com. The show today is pre-recorded from July of 2022. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to the Kate Daly Show. So grateful for that. And of course, go to katedalyradio.com. This show is made into a podcast every single day that you can go check out. And uh, that is on the bottom of the homepage. Also, I just want to make sure you go to mypillow.com because they have, we have such a great partnership with Mike Lindell. He's been so good to the show. And when you buy pillows and blankets and mattresses and mattress toppers, the very best mattress toppers and slippers and all of those things, then it helps the show. And it also helps Mike to expose election fraud, which we all know happened. So make sure that you're going to MyPillow.com, but you have to put in the code Kate. That's going to give you up to 90% off on these things. or are practically giving them away since Mike has been enduring all of the culture cancel. So make sure that you are helping... My pillow, you're helping the show, and I really appreciate it. Go to mypillow.com and uh, enjoy the savings of up to 90%. I still can't believe that, up to 90% right now. What a big, huge blowout that is. It's awesome. So, my guest is Michael, uh, maybe, and we are talking about the electric grid. Uh, he's very well versed in this subject and has written a wonderful book about it. And I, uh, we were just, as we were going to break, we were just talking about some of the vulnerabilities and some of the things that you people just don't know about the electric grid. And there's three major major grids, the biggest grids in the United States. Um, one covers the East, one covers the West, and then Texas. Uh, and, and one is tied to Canada. And then you were just talking about the Russians and the Chinese as we were going out to break, Michael. Right. And so, you know, we know from congressional hearings that the Russians and the Chinese have both been, you know, probing and infiltrating the U.S. electric grid for two decades now, since at least 2003. And um, what I'm about to tell you is something that's not generally known, but um, we have discovered that the U.S. is importing um, extra high-voltage transformers Hmm. from the People's Republic of China. China, as well as inverters and smart meters, and installing them on the electric grid that the Chinese are already hacking. Let me repeat that, because this is just so counterintuitive. So we are importing transformers, inverters, and smart meters from the People's Republic of China and installing them on the electric grid that the Chinese are already hacking. What could possibly go wrong? Oh my gosh. Is this the first time we've done this? Have we been doing this all along uh, No, we've, we've been doing this for a long time, but it's just recently come to light, um, you know, through some research that I did mm-hmm. um, where, you know, I found out through uh, customs data that we're importing these uh, transformers. And I wasn't the first one. This got reported in the industry news a while back, and that mm-hmm. kind of got my attention. Sure. And then there was an incident where the United States government seized one of these transformers and took it to Sandia National Laboratories, and nobody's heard a 
deep about that since. Hmm. Um, however, we, despite that, and despite the you know obvious supply chain cybersecurity risk of doing this, we are continuing to import these things in from the People's Republic of China. And and perhaps hmm. most scary is that there is absolutely no requirement that anybody check any of this equipment before it gets installed. So remember, there's 3,000 different companies in the U.S. electric grid, and when they, uh, you know, go to buy equipment that, that they need, you know, for mm-hmm. their particular, you know, utility or operation, mm-hmm. um, you know, they obviously, if they can't find a source in the U.S. or if a foreign source is cheaper, they're going to tend to do that. And some of uh, the companies in the electric grid are actually public sector or government entities, and they may have procurement regulations where they have to go with the lowest bidder. That's what so I was going to ask you. because Brilliant we... at mm-hmm. has been undercutting a lot of the other markets. Okay. You know, we used to buy transformers a lot from Switzerland and South Korea, mm-hmm. but now we're importing a lot of these things from China. Do we not and have a place here? Do we not know, have a place in the USA that makes any of this? Um, we uh, we uh, have lost a lot of our manufacturing uh, over the, the years, and for many years now, for at least a decade, we have not produced the large transformers in the U.S. that we need for the electric grid. We have to get these from foreign sources. Jeez. Hopefully that'll change and we'll start manufacturing more of them, mm-hmm. but presently we cannot manufacture in the United States the number of transformers that we need. And these extra high-voltage transformers, Transformers are critically important. They're the backbone of the electric grid. The electric grid will not function without them, which you know brings us to some of the other threats mm-hmm. where if you take out enough of these transformers and the normal lead time to replace one of these extra high voltage transformers can be between a year to 18 months. Wow. So just imagine if we lose a great number of these, we can be looking at a blackout that lasts months, if not years. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Who's in charge of the grid? Who uh, Grids? Uh, of, of, of electric grid security? That yes. is a great question. And the answer is nobody. Nobody? Um, the electric grid, nobody is in charge of the security of the electric grid. So it is self-regulated for the most part. The electric grid is self-regulated. Um, there is a not-for-profit corporation called the North American Electric Reliability Corporation that has responsibility for writing um um, for writing reliability standards for just a piece of the electric grid, the transmission piece, or mm-hmm. what's called the bulk power system, so not even the whole electric grid. And those standards are written by the electric utilities. So just imagine if you could write your own laws that you had to obey. That's essentially what's happening, is that the electric utilities write their own standards, which then are enforced by a nonprofit entity. It's not even a government agency. Mm-hmm. And um, so the the only government agency that has any authority whatsoever is the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, which has only indirect authority over the transmission part of the electric grid. The generation and distribution is left to state public utility commissions. And in some states, they might have some type of security standards or regulations. In many states, they don't. But there is no one person in charge of security of the U.S. electric grid. Amazing. Are the three tied together? I mean, how, what kind of threat, because you, you listed some threats, could, t- could bring all three down at once? 
Okay, um, and that's a great question. They are connected together um, somewhat. They operate completely independently, but they're connected together with some uh, DC connections. But here's here's several. Um, threats that could uh, affect all of them. Okay. And, um, you know, we talked a little bit about physical, but a coordinated physical attack could affect all three grids. And actually, if you took out a very small number of key substations, um, and uh, John Wellinghoff, the former uh, chairman of the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, said less than 20. If you took out, and, and actually uh, a leaked report from the Wall Street Journal says that the number is nine. So if you take out, um, you know, a small number of key substations, you can black out the entire United States. Oh, my gosh. Um, so physical attack is one. A cyber attack, also a coordinated cyber attack, could take out, um, um, you know, not just, just one, but could take out uh, infrastructures, you know, across uh, several of the grids. Now, um, another uh, one, well, and there's actually electromagnetic pulse and geomagnetic disturbance, which are very similar, mm-hmm. and they, they can impact the entire grid, not just just, you know, one of the um, one of the um, right. interconnections, but actually all of them. So, like an electromagnetic pulse attack, a lot of people have never heard of this, or you know, the, all, mm-hmm. the only time they ever heard that term was on some superhero movie they watched. Mm-hmm. But an electromagnetic pulse uh, is a man-made phenomenon when you uh, detonate a nuclear weapon in space. It creates a burst of energy that would be transmitted along these. Uh, uh, long-distance transmission lines that we have across the U.S. You know, when you're driving down the highway and uh-huh. you see those large power lines, sure. they act as an antenna for an electromagnetic pulse. So they would transmit the energy from that um, nuclear blast. And um, when it hits transformers and equipment, it can damage or destroy that equipment. And, you know, as I said, if you damage enough of these transformers, you can't recover from it. Um, you know, there's no way to, uh, you know, ship the, if you lose one transformer, you can probably ship the energy around it and reroute mm-hmm. it. And the grid's really good at doing that. And that's how, you know, they avoid blackouts if one transformer goes down. But if multiple transformers go down from like an electromagnetic pulse attack, um, you know, which could impact, you know, hundreds or thousands of these transformers, um, that is something we wouldn't be able to recover from easily. And then space weather or a geomagnetic disturbance, sometimes uh, people hear the, the term solar flare mm-hmm. or coronal mass ejection. It's, it's all basically the same concept. So the sun for billions of years has sent out solar flares in every direction. It does this all the time. And the earth, as it rotates the sun, occasionally will be right in line to be blasted by the solar flare. Now, typically what that will do is create uh, the ability to see the aurora farther south mm-hmm. because the geomagnetic disturbance in the atmosphere um, you know, is what actually causes the northern lights. But for a larger solar flare, it can actually impact infrastructures. And we saw this in 1989 when a relatively small solar flare blacked out Quebec. Hmm. And, um, uh, you know, not a lot of people in the U 
U.S. know about this because, you know, we apparently don't pay right. too much attention to what yeah, happens in sure, Quebec, but they sure. lost their electric grid in a solar storm and a geomagnetic disturbance. Now, one of the scary things about this is there were over 100 grid-related emergencies in the U.S. caused by that solar flare, but we didn't end up losing power, but we did end up having at least one transformer fried in Salem, New Jersey from this solar flare that mm. took out the Canadian grid. Now, the scary thing about solar flares mm-hmm. is I said earlier, I can tell you which one is going to happen. I just can't tell you which one's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Um, a massive solar flare is mathematically certain to happen. We just can't say whether it's going to happen six months from now or 10 years from now. But about every 100 to 150 years, the Earth gets hit by a massive, massive solar flare. The last one was in 1859. It was known as the Carrington event. Mm -hmm. And of course, we didn't have an electric grid in 1859. What we had was telegraphs. And this geomagnetic disturbance was so powerful that it caused um, a charge to be sent across the telegraph wires, shocking the operators and setting their equipment on fire. Now, if that magnitude of storm happened today, our grid is completely unprotected from a uh, solar storm of that magnitude, and it would go and fry all of the equipment along the electric grid, literally never to return. We would not be able to recover from that type of solar storm. A couple years ago, we missed a solar storm that big by about two weeks in Mm, our our orbit around the sun. It it blasted out a little bit ahead of us. So that is the one threat. I can tell you for sure that is going to happen. We just don't know when. As for the other ones, it's anybody's guess. Mm -hmm. You know, is it more likely that there will be a coordinated physical attack or is it more likely that there will be a cyber attack or an EMP or extreme weather? I mean, you know, you can kind of take your pick. But when we get into sort of preparing, you know, as Mm -hmm. uh, families and communities, the steps are all the same. It doesn't matter what takes out the electric grid. If you're an emergency manager or you're a town mayor or a town police chief or fire chief, you're not going to really care what took out the grid. You're just going to be dealing with the ramifications, you know, when all of a sudden your people don't have what they need to survive. We're going to go to a break, but I do have a question about that when we come back. We'll be right back with Michael Maybe talking about electric grids today. Be right back. Are you struggling to find relief for a current medical condition and not getting any results? Inside Out Hyperbarics can help. With the lowest per session cost for hyperbarics in the country and professionally trained staff, we make the hyperbaric experience one of a kind. Recent studies have shown hyperbarics can provide relief for autoimmune disorders, complications from diabetes, even the nasty lingering symptoms of long-haul COVID. Don't wait. Call today. Find us on the web at InsideOutHyperbarics.com. Inside Out Hyperbarics, bringing out the best in you. Right now at Best Mattress, save $300 on select Tempur-Pedic mattresses and get up to $300 instant gift with a purchase of any Tempur-Pedic mattress. Plus, 72 months no interest financing. Best Mattress, your Tempur-Pedic elite dealer. Sleep easy, friends. See store for details. 
Hey, it's James over here at Garage Doors Only. We specialize in garage doors. Do you really want the same guy that sells you paint or glass working on your garage door? Or do you want the same folks that sell sod, block walls, and lumber installing your garage door? Call Garage Doors Only. That's all we specialize in. We will take the time to show you some options, accessories, and we also have lifetime warranties available on repairs or replacements. We also love to work with owner-builders to select a perfect match for your door style and budget. Come see us at 689 North Bluff Street, where garage doors is what we do. The first of its kind, the Forest River R-Pod offers affordable luxury at the lowest tow weight in its class. Available from 18 to 25 feet, you're sure to turn heads with the Forest River R-Pod's unique shape and ironclad construction. Get it now at RVZZ, starting at $32,999. RVZZ! Lionsgate Recovery Center is a proud sponsor of the Kate Daly Show. Lionsgate Recovery believes in a recovery approach that is holistic and comprehensive. At Lionsgate Recovery Center, we are people in recovery, helping people find recovery. This may be the most important message I have ever made on this radio station. Greg from Gold Ore Store. If you have been listening to me for any amount of time at all, you know I am a huge proponent of physical only in your own possession silver and gold bullion. The time for soft communication on real money has ended. The commodities exchange has allowed the price on silver to raise over a dollar. I've been sharing the fact that silver will increase before the end of September to levels never before experienced. You have an opportunity to buy the most important precious metal in the world right now at what we as professionals in the industry call the bottom. There is no more time to wait and think about it, friends. Gold Ore Store, the inflation killer, protects your wealth each and every day. Call now, 435-703-9119. There's no more time to wait. Gold Ore Store will meet or beat virtually any legitimately advertised price. Why would you buy online when you can support local business and get as good or a better deal without sacrificing privacy? GoldOreStore.com, 435-703-9119. It always happens at the worst times. Well, spending time with friends, shopping, playing with the kids, working out, or simply when sharing a good laugh. But constantly searching for a bathroom is no laughing matter. Urinary incontinence is a medical issue. It can cause depression and isolation and a lack of confidence. At Prolong Medical, they have a solution that can treat urinary incontinence. It's simple, painless, and effective, and only requires sitting fully clothed in a custom-designed chair for 30 minutes twice a week for as few as six sessions. Ladies, this really works, and it only takes 30 minutes twice a week. Our patients at Prolong Medical Center are happy. They have their confidence restored and their best moments back. Call 435-375-5000. That's 435-375-5000. Or visit ProlongMedical.com today to find out more. Who do I wrestle for? I wrestle on my high school team for Jason Garcia, my fiercest competitor during practice and my biggest fan during meets. I wrestle for my parents who practice what they preach, the importance of hard work, commitment, and dedication. I wrestle for the chance to put our little high school right here in Utah on the map. Wearing the uniform of your high school comes with a big responsibility. Younger kids look up to you. Your teammates count on you, and the reputation of your high school depends on you. Do you have what it takes to participate in a high school sport? 
that I wrestle for the glory that is mine when I do my best. That's who I wrestle for. This message presented by the Utah High School Activities Association and the Utah Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. The show today is pre-recorded from July of 2022. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. by Gavin DeGrab. Welcome back to the Kate Daly Show you're listening to right now. And uh, go to katedalyradio.com. Visit our wonderful sponsors among them. And such a huge support to this show is Balance of Nature. Balance of Nature is also implementing uh, Liberty Villages across America, which I absolutely love about what they're doing, and making sure that kids and families get to come see historical documents. But they have the most wonderful product, and I highly, highly uh, recommend this product. Of course, you should be taking it now to increase your immune system for whatever comes our way. Um, But also, uh, I would stockpile it a little bit if I were you, because it's 31 fruits and vegetables in capsule form a day. 31. And I know you're not going to eat 31 a day. But if you have nutrition on your shelf, and it'll keep in your food storage and in whatever uh, whatever you, you've got in your arsenal uh, to help you later on, say if the grid goes down, make sure you have Balance of Nature. Balanceofnature.com, code word Kate. You must use the code word Kate. It helps the show and also helps you. And you get 35% off, a whole third off, plus free shipping. And you get a free health coach. And the apple drink is amazing um, because the apple drink has uh, the fiber in it. It also can help with blood sugar levels and it can also help with uh, uh, cholesterol, lowering cholesterol. This is the drink you should be drinking every day and it's really good. Make sure you get this product. Balanceofnature.com We all should be taking a food supplement right now. So Michael maybe is back here with me and let me just say this book is outstanding because it goes through all the ways to prepare. It's called the Civil Defense Book, Emergency Preparedness for a Rural or Suburban Community. The Civil Defense Book by Michael Maybe. You can also go to Michael michaelmaybe.info as well. So remember that too, michaelmaybe.info, and you can get more information on the grid and all of his materials as well. So I um, was going to ask you about this. Um, we were just talking about, you know, cities um, knowing the grid is down, and then they realize they've got to, you know, do all these things for their community. Does the cause determine how long or the length of, of how long it will be down? It, it could. If something actually damages the grid, so mm-hmm. for example, like you know the EMP attack or the geomagnetic disturbance or mm-hmm. a physical attack actually damages equipment, then you have to replace the equipment, and that can take quite a long time. Like I said, with the transformers, it's about a year to 18 months lead time to replace one of them. Now, some other types of incidents, so for example, if you've got extreme weather and the damage was just some transmission lines, mm-hmm. um, those can be more easily you know, fixed and, and right. you know, uh, get things back up and running. Or if it was a cyber attack, which is able to be resolved and it didn't actually damage equipment, then, mm-hmm. you know, a blackout might be for a shorter period. Now, there are cyber attacks that can damage equipment, too, such as the Stuxnet attack, which, of course, the U.S. denies having any involvement, mm-hmm. uh, where a cyber attack was visited upon the nuclear program in Iran and actually destroyed the centrifuges. So mm-hmm. it's 
possible that you can destroy equipment through a cyber attack as well. Are we, um, are, so a lot of it would depend on you know what type of damage was done okay. by whichever particular threat. Are we not? Are we stockpiling this? We seem to be printing a lot of money, and we have trillions just flowing out for any reason. It doesn't even matter anymore. And so why are, why have we not stockpiled this so it doesn't take a year to eighteen months to get something from China, which I dis, I so disagree with having to buy from China. Why do we not have places here that, that are doing this? But that in any case, are we stockpiling these things? Um, we are not. And, you know, there's been some talk in Congress about, you know, doing various things, but nothing ever really nothing. seems to be done. You know, we haven't been able to pass any uh, comprehensive legislation. And as I said, you know, there there isn't any requirement right now that um, companies in the electric grid do much specifically other than, you know, some of the standards in the bulk power system, um, which were written by the industry. But for the most part, most of the um, electric utility companies don't really, you know, uh, there isn't a requirement that they, they do anything specific against, you know, to mitigate against these particular threats. Mm. Um, okay. And, you know, the industry has fought against such legislation for years. In the last 10 years, they've spent $1.2 billion in, in the federal Congress alone, in the mm-hmm. Senate and uh, U.S. House of Representatives, uh, fighting against, uh, you know, further right. regulation. And they've also made contributions of about $150 million to members of Congress, particularly members of Congress on uh, the Senate and the House Energy Committees that, you know, Mm. would uh, have oversight authority. Now, that's all completely legal in the United States. I think in almost every other company you would call it bribery. Um, but in the United States, it's just called uh, lobbying and campaign contributions. Jeez. Oh, ah. So can states, um, you know, we really need some state sovereignty uh, in all of the situations we talk about on this show. But as far as the states go, they can go farther. They can, they can make sure their citizens are safer from any of these things. Are any of the states really going to bat for their own state to do something? Yes, some some states actually have tried to enact state laws to protect the grid. Now, they tend to run across some of the same problems, so all of the lobbying and contributions applies to the state houses as well as federal Congress. So, for example, in Texas, um, after the Texas blackout, there were several bills introduced that didn't pass that would have provided much more comprehensive protection for the electric grid, but the um, you know, electric utility lobby didn't like those bills because it would have required them to, you know, to do yeah. something. What happened in Texas? So, what happened? What made that grid go down? That was the strangest situation. February 15th, 2021. Yep. yep. And you would think that it was a strange situation. But um, what actually what happened was we saw the cold weather coming a week ahead of time. Okay. And the grid operator in Texas, uh, which is known as ERCOT, um, you know, was putting out warnings that, you know, this cold weather's coming. So we, we see this cold weather coming a week ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And once it arrived, the Texas grid capitulated and collapsed. And um, there was all kinds of finger pointing about it. But the important things to remember is that all generation types in Texas failed. So, you know, a lot of people want to blame, you know, the wind turbines and the solar. Um, that's absolutely not true. The wind mm-hmm. turbines and the solar went down and so did the natural gas and mm-hmm. so did one of the nuclear plants. Good to know. So it was all, all you know, generation types that failed. Could now, and the other thing, you know, I would mention too is they have wind turbines in Scandinavia and they don't freeze. So what's okay. the difference? 
the utilities down in Texas opted not to have the um, de-icing mechanisms, you know, put on their wind turbines. So uh. there were, um, according to the state of Texas, 250 people died. According to some other studies, uh, the number is well up over 1,000 people that died as a result of the loss of the electric grid. And most of the deaths were caused by carbon monoxide poisoning and hypothermia. Okay. Um, you know, uh, carbon monoxide poisoning because when people got cold, mm-hmm. um, and it was zero degrees 24 hours into this blackout. I live in Fort Worth, mm-hmm. and it was zero degrees um, 24 hours after, you know, uh, we had lost our power. Right. Um, so, you know, it was, it was quite it cold, was and cold. a lot of people, yeah. when they got cold, would do things like go into the garage and turn on their car and sit in their car to try to keep warm um, and succumb to carbon monoxide uh, poisoning, yeah. or they try to bring in their gas grill or their charcoal grill in the living room, you know, things like that. Jeez now, what's most disturbing, most disturbing about the Texas blackout is this was not the first time it happened. It happened in 2011, exact same reasons. Hmm. And there were reports and there was legislation and hearings right. and the problems never got fixed. It also happened in 1989 for the exact same Jeez, reason. and nothing was Again, done? Nothing was done. So 1989, same thing. 2011, same thing. 2021, 250 people died. Nobody has been held accountable for those deaths. Even though if, if you know or should have known that your action or inaction would cause the death of a person, mm-hmm. that is criminally negligent homicide in most states, yes. including Texas. Right. Nobody has been held accountable, even though you know it, it's happened before. We know it will happen again if we don't fix it. We don't fix it. Cold weather comes, people die, and uh, nobody's been held accountable. It's, it's really, really disturbing. Mm-hmm. And people shouldn't stand for this. But, yeah. you know, yet here we are having this uh, wonderful conversation because uh, we're allowing this to happen in the United States. And we're not doing anything. Do you see a grid and we're down? we're not doing anything. Do you see a grid down scenario connected or compounded with other events, like a financial event that I think is yeah. coming? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and, and if... So now, if you're Mother Nature, you probably don't really care, you know, what mm-hmm. uh, the current state of the economy is. You're just going to blast us with a, a solar flare whenever, whenever it tickles right. your fancy. But if I was the Russians or the Chinese or a terrorist organization, I think I would, you know, try to coordinate it to do the most damage. So I would, you know, mm-hmm. try to do my attack either in the heat of the summer, the cold of the winter, or while there was something else going on, like a big, you know, economic uh, downturn, you know, which is already stressing the economy. And bear in mind that the U.S. electric, there's 16 critical infrastructures in the U.S., and these are infrastructures that have been identified as being so important that the loss of one of them could cause, you know, death or damage to the economy. And all 16 of the critical infrastructures depend on the electric grid. So if somebody pulls a plug on the electric grid, we lose food, we lose transportation, we lose communication, we lose water and wastewater systems, we lose... um, the medical system. We, you know, we lose everything that we need 
right. to support our human population with the electric grid. So it's not just in people's experience, you know, most, most everybody's been through a blackout at some point, mm-hmm. you know, and they last a couple hours, a couple days, and then the power comes back on. And we've gotten complacent as a society because we think that if there's a blackout, it won't be that bad, <laughs> that somebody's going to come riding to the rescue. Right. Well, I'm here to tell you the cavalry is not coming. Um, we are going to have to be our own cavalry in towns and cities across the U.S. I know, and I think most people do. There are people out there, maybe the same people that are sitting in their car for warmth and with their car running in the garage, but they don't They don't realize our cars are tied to the electric grid. Everything is tied to the electric grid because the first thing people think is no lights and no cooking, no power, but there's so much more. A lot of the machines, you know, getting your gas all tied to electric. Everything is tied to electric. It, it is. And, you know, one of the things that we will die of by the tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands and perhaps millions is going to be waterborne diseases because we do not know how to go to the bathroom without indoor plumbing anymore. Mm, and yeah. when the grid goes down and we lose our indoor plumbing or, you know, maybe if you're if you're lucky and you've mm-hmm. got a septic system, you might be good for a while. But, um, you know, in third world countries where they have a prevalence of waterborne diseases, they tend to have a prevalence and lack of clean potable water you know for their population and also um you know tend to be areas where water might you know become contaminated with uh, waste products and um and then just as if this isn't bad enough i want you to think about the fact that there are 99 nuclear plants in the united states Hmm. 99 active nuclear reactors and then there's um a, a whole another list of decommissioned nuclear reactors that still have spent fuel pools these all depend on the electric grid and if you don't have an electric grid then we've got 99 or more you know because of all the spent fuel pools every Mm -hmm. one of those spent fuel pools so a decommissioned reactor you might think it's safe Mm -hmm. it's no longer working well you know but if they've got a spent fuel pool that they're still having to keep immersed in water uh you end up with fukushima if Jeez. the grid goes down for any prolonged period of time. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, the same with the, uh, you know, the other reactors. They all depend on the, on the electric grid. Mm-hmm. We have about a minute, uh, a minute and a half left. And what do you want people to know? In your book, it is full of what you can do um, and what you should have in your home. And there should be many different kinds of sources um, and generators to solar and everything else. What would you tell people in a minute uh, to, to prepare? I know it's not long, but what would you tell them? Yep. Well, what I would tell them is do be prepared as a family, but what's even more important is you need to go into your town hall, make an appointment with your mayor or first selectman, whoever's in charge. Uh, You also need to make an appointment with your town's emergency manager, and you need to ask them what is the plan if there's a long-term widespread power grid outage and we can't get help from the outside. What is our plan? And if you don't like the answer, then you need to start working with them to come up with an answer. Uh, Certainly give them a copy of the civil defense book if they need some ideas about what a town can do oh absolutely and your book is full of them really everybody should have this book i found it to be really fascinating because it brings up some things that are not normally talked about too the civil defense book emergency preparedness for a rural or suburban community by michael maybe i really appreciate you coming on it's scary but i appreciate you coming on michael 
Truly. No problem. Anytime. It's uh, been an honor. Uh, thank you so much. Really appreciate you. And, uh, of course, I'll be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Uh, we have another guest we'll be getting to. And what an informative hour because there are things there that I did not know about the grid system. And I'm so grateful for Michael and all the diligence, all the work that he's done. And hat tip to Mike out there. Thank you. And, of course, we'll be right back. KateDalyRadio.com. Don't go anywhere. Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I'm sleeping better. I wake up better. I was so groggy all the time. I didn't want to get up. When I wake up, I'm awake. I've got more energy. With my situation, I had two surgeries a year ago within three months. I had a hip replaced and a major back surgery. The circumstances where the surgeries were close together, and they knocked me down pretty good. And I'm... Four months after the apocalypse. Bob, now. Alley Show starts now. What is leftism? What is wokeism? You've once said that the left is a religious cult. With the left, there's, for, for what I would say, um, the simplest answer is that the, the leftism is the, the worship of the self. It's the elevation of the self. Um, that's the only coherent kind of thread that I I think connects all of what we call leftism and wokeism and everything. And there are a lot of other people talk about whether they're socialists or this and that. And um, I think those labels play into it sometimes. But at at, at bottom, at the root of all of this, it is a worship of the self. And it is like a religious worship uh, because they believe that the self, sort of the ego, transcends all boundaries and, and and should submit to no control at all, including their own biological identity. They should be able to rewrite by by force of their own will, right? And, uh, well, the worship of the self, that's also the definition of Satanism, and to which I would respond, I mean, yes, exactly. So maybe that's maybe that's just an easier way of putting it. That's a question I would like to throw out to you know, other members of the panel, actually, because just like the four-year-old can't answer what is a girl, Well, this is one of the problems with this left-wing gender ideology is that no one who espouses it can even tell you what these words mean. Like, what is a woman? Can you tell me what a woman is? No, I can't. What do you define a woman as? An adult human female. So that's why if someone dies, we can dig up their bones 100 years from now. We have no idea what they believed in their head, but we can tell what sex they were because it's it's it's, it's ingrained in every fiber of their being. I have answered the question. You stood up here and said trans women are women. Yes. Tell me what you mean. What is a woman? Womanhood is something that, just as Ethan explained, I cannot define because I am not but myself. you used well, the word. Well, so what did you mean when you said trans women are women if you don't know what it means? Right. So here's the thing. So I do not define what a woman is because I do not identify as a woman. Womanhood is something that is an umbrella term. It includes people that who... That describes what? People who identify as a woman. Identify as what? As a woman. What is that? Was to each their own. But listen, you won't listen, even tell me what the word reduce, means, though. So you that's want to the reduce problem. women, you want to reduce men down to maybe just their genetics, our genitals, no. our chromosomes, right? That's what you're what saying. You want to do is that's a, what, what, you, what you want to do is appropriate women. You want to appropriate womanhood okay. and turn it into basically a costume that can be worn. Are you prepared to suffer the consequences that society may deem you need to suffer because of your views? I'm Yes, I'm prepared to do that. Well, so what am I willing to do? Well, I think that the Ontario Human Rights Tribunal is probably obligated by their own tangled web to to bring me in front of it. If they find me, I won't pay it. If they put me in jail, I'll go on a hunger strike. I'm not doing this. 
And that's that. I'm not using the wor words that other people require me to use, especially if they're made up by radical left-wing ideologues. Love it. Matt Walsh in the first two clips. The first one talking about it's a it's a religion of self. It is, by the way. And then uh, liberalism and then um, liberal progressivism, I should say. And then what is a woman? And did you guys you, you heard the woman man person say it's whatever. It's whatever you want it to be. No, it's not. Um, it's an being a woman is an actual thing. And then you heard Jordan Peterson say, no, no, I will not conform. Love so <laughs> when up. Matt Walsh and, uh -huh. and the guy were going back and forth mm -hmm. about what is a woman, uh -huh. all I could think of was Abbott and Costello. <laughs> Who's on first? <laughs> no, it's the truth. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, well, I'm, it's, it's a woman. I know. But what is that in your view? I don't, I don't, it's whatever you want it to be. Okay, so a chair is a chair. Now, a chair is a chair in our language. We have named it a chair for centuries. You could, in your head, think it's a couch or a pair of shoes, but it's still a chair by definition. Okay? That's what we have are words and their definitions. And so, and the allocation of that definition. Well, <laughs> it is what it is. But in, so I love it when he said, years from now, if we go back to the bones, they tell exactly, it doesn't matter what you think in your head, what, what your bones say you are, you are, right? And I wanted to say, I, I was thinking in my own mind, you know, no matter how screwed up you are, how, what a lunatic you are, how mental you are, it's still going to say you're a man or a woman, whether you, it doesn't matter how crazy you are. Or what you think of it. Well, the crazy part is, is how do you use a word that has no meaning? I, yeah, because they're, yeah. they're insistent upon being that word. Yeah. But, but they don't it know suddenly what it is. Doesn't, they don't know what it is. They can't define it. So they want everyone to say, you're a woman. They use that term. Well, then what does that term mean? Anything? It means well, you're then, a goat. Well, then, well, yeah. <laughs> then why do you, why are you so insistent then? On a, if you're a man, on being called a woman, if it has no definition. And that's what Matt Walsh was trying to point right. out. Okay, so what is that? And they, the, person, the, pat, the person could not say what it was. Even though they will go to the mat to say they're that thing, they still can't define it. In all fairness, he wasn't a biologist. <laughs> <laughs> It's so, it, we live in an insane world yes. and we're stuck with it right now. And until the public finally starts to say what's on their mind. And maybe that's why you like listening to this show, because we'll say it. Well, we're not I making hesitate. friends. Well, <laughs> we're not making friends with certain communities. Let me tell you, we get told off all the time. But you know what, though? I know that you're busting at the seams to say it out loud, right? Yeah. We are celebrating the month of Sodom and Gomorrah right now. We're paying tribute to Sodom and Gomorrah in America. This is the, I swear they have two months a year, because I swear to you, we just did this. Um, and June, the month of the rainbow, the month of where you can act insane and crazy, and everyone says, you're an individual. You're just being you. And um, that's not... Actually, it. I mean, you're just being crazy. You're not just being you. You're just being whatever you deem yourself as and get away with whatever and no consequences. Um, 
So to me, we're, we're making the tribute to Sodom and Gomorrah as a nation. The companies are all in, every company. You can tell who does the government bidding. You can tell who's afraid, mm-hmm. right? Um, even Columbia, like uh, sportswear, like all kinds of different companies are getting in on this, I think. Um, and then, of course, the regular companies that you already know about. But that's what's so sad to me is when everybody jumps in on the wokeness train. It really is scary to me. And so um, I wanted to play part of this for you. This is a couple of minutes. This is Ben Shapiro. And just listen to what he has to say. It's pretty good. Here we go. Wokeness lies about the nature of truth itself. So truth is really uncomfortable. Right? It's really ugly. It makes people feel bad. Now, I say facts don't care about your feelings, but feelings do care about the facts. And when you tell people that certain things are just reality, they get very angry at that reality. And so we create narrative instead of acknowledging facts. We start talking about my truth. I have to express my truth. There's no such thing as your truth. There's just your opinion and the truth. That's it. Amen. Okay, but the idea of my truth has become very predominant when it comes to the woke. Right? My, my lived experience is what matters, as opposed to, say, statistical data, or as opposed to the fact that there might be an alternative explanation for how you perceive things in the world. Okay, well, here are some facts. Right? These are all very uncomfortable, but these are facts. Income is not primarily a function of racial group in the United States. It is mainly a function of intelligence and hard work. This is why Nigerian Americans are the most educated group in America, and Asian Americans are the highest income group in America. For a white supremacist country, we are doing a terrible job at the white supremacy. (laughs) Here are a few more facts. Races do not commit crimes at similar levels. In fact, races don't commit crimes at all. Individuals commit crimes. And those individuals can be classified theoretically by race. And those numbers might not be equivalent. People organized by race do not go to college at similar levels. They do not have children out of wedlock at similar levels. They do not study a similar number of hours. They do not have the same ages. They don't major in the same subjects. They do not get married at similar levels. None of this is racist. This is just fact. Culture and decision-making can close those gaps. We know this because these disparities have vacillated over time. Notice, by the way, I have not even named any of the races I'm talking about. Because those, those numbers can change. The fact is that in the white community, the single motherhood rate used to be about 5%. Today, it's about 40% in the white community in the United States. Okay, that is a result of a culture that has been driven in the white community. Okay, those changes over time do not suggest changes in the genetic composition of white people. They suggest instead differences in behavior that are inculcated by culture. Here are some more uncomfortable facts. Men and women are different. I know this is a tough one. (laughs) They are different in terms of how they are physically constructed. They respond differently to stimuli. They are biologically different. In fact, I hazard a guess to say that the propagation of the entire human species is a result of the difference between men and women. I know this is controversial stuff. But as it turns out, if men and women are not different biological categories, it makes it extraordinarily difficult for children to be produced. There is no such thing as a menstruating man. There is no such thing as a woman with prostate cancer. These things do not exist. Anybody who tells you differently is selling you something. But if we ignore truth in favor of woke lies, we damn to isolation everyone who mentions truth. We're not going to face up to any of our real problems or solve them. Because problems demand solutions. Bitching about society doesn't demand a solution other than tearing down all the institutions. Which, of course, isn't a solution. It's its own set of problems. So, here's the bottom line. Americans hate this stuff, and they are done with it. Okay, what we just saw in Virginia is a result of this. What we just saw in New Jersey is a result of this. I think that what we've seen in Florida over the past several years is a result of this. 
Okay, last year was the year of wokeness, in which we learned that a lot of lies about America had to be taken as truth. We had corporations pushing the idea that the police are systemically racist. We had broad talk about defunding the police. We, had, we heard that the cure for America's racial division lies in more focus on race, rather than more focus on individuals without reference to race. We learned that all of our guiding principles had to be ditched in favor of equity. And you know what? Americans hate this crap. They hate it. The ironic part is that the only people in America who don't hate this crap are college-educated white liberals. I love this. <laughs> it's so great. Listen, I'll put this clip up amongst the others, too, um, that I'm playing today. But that was Ben Shapiro, and he was right on the money. And, and like you said before, to your point, why do you want to be called a woman so badly if you don't even know what it is? If you can't even define it, see what the ideology behind the whole pronoun crazy is. It doesn't make sense. And they went from gay rights to now transgender pronoun. Everyone's a transgender and everyone has pronouns awfully quickly. But it's it's even worse because it's spread to everything. Mm -hmm. You have to believe in climate change theory that has never been proven. Right. You have to believe in these gender issues. Mm -hmm. You have to believe everything that you're told. You if you don't, there's something wrong with you. Right. You're the meanie. Yeah. You're the meanie. And so we have a new word that's killing our culture, and I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk about it. I actually wrote something on this I haven't published yet, and um, we'll just talk about it when we get back. But I want your two cents on it, so we'll take calls in the next segment of the show. I'm with Uncle Milty today. We're live. It's a Thursday. Chris Ann Hall joins us in a couple of weeks. She's traveling, um, so that's why she wasn't with us in the last hour. Be right back. Talk lines are open now. Hi, guys. It's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic. Is erectile dysfunction damaging your relationship? Are you sick of the pill and all the side effects? Well, welcome to the future. We have a major medical breakthrough. Wasatch Medical Clinic uses the most advanced form of wave therapy. Backed by 60 clinical studies, our technology uses pressure waves to repair and open up blood vessels. We've helped countless men get rid of their ED. But what is the true end result? Their relationship, even their lives, improve drastically. If you're ready to regain your love life, call us right now, and not only will the assessment and ultrasound be free, we'll also give you a gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom. It almost never fails. This is worth $550, and it's free to callers right now. 435-922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. Put a stop to your erectile dysfunction and experience what I call the happiness ripple effect. Call Wasatch Medical Clinic now. 435-922-7000. Join Lyle Boss, president of Boss Financial for Safe Money Radio, every Friday at 5 p.m. right here. Or call Lyle Boss now for your complimentary Safe Money book, Safe Money Miracle, at 855-355-7233. Hey, it's James over here at Garage Doors Only. We specialize in garage doors. Do you really want the same guy that sells you paint or glass working on your garage door? Or do you want the same folks that sell sod, block walls, and lumber installing your garage door? Call Garage Doors Only. That's all we specialize in. We will take the time to show you some options, accessories, and we also have lifetime warranties available on repairs or replacements. We also love to work with owner builders to select a perfect match for your door style and budget come see us at 689 north bluff street where garage doors is what we do is your portfolio safe from a market correction? If you're not sure, you need to tune into Your Family and Your Retirement with Abe Ashton, Tuesday afternoons at 5.30 here on St. George News Radio, 93.1 FM and 1450 KZNU or at AshtonWealth.com. 
Lionsgate Recovery Center is a proud sponsor of the Kate Daly Show. Lionsgate Recovery believes in a recovery approach that is holistic and comprehensive. At Lionsgate Recovery Center, we are people in recovery, helping people find recovery. We thought about hiring one of those company spokesmen to get on the radio and tell you about how this will change your life and call today for a once in a lifetime opportunity. But is that really what you want? Don't you just want answers to the things that are troubling you and for those answers to actually be true? People laughed when we told them 53 seconds could change your life. Let me be more clear. The change in your life, it's going to take some time. If someone tells you they can do it in a day, I would be very suspicious. However, calling us is the first step to dealing with stress, depression, unsatisfied relationships, confidence issues, and many of the other effects of ED. And it actually does take less than 53 seconds to get an appointment. So stop waiting. Stop beating yourself up. Stop worrying about it being too good to be true. Is there a chance it might not work? Yes, but only 15%, which means there's an 85% chance your life will really change. 85%. Think about that. Call Prolong Medical Center in St. George at 375-5000. 5,000. I have a secret to share with you. It's Greg from the three-time Best of Southern Utah award-winning Gold Ore Store. Recently, a mega-rich Texas billionaire decided to buy $50 million worth of silver coins, and over half the funds are buying U.S. Treasury-minted American Silver Eagles, which equals 900,000 coins. And this is just the beginning, folks. Word is the next purchase will be a half a billion dollars. This huge purchase volume has already put tremendous pressure against the entire precious metals industry as here's the secret folks several of the major private mints actually produce the coin planchets used to make the silver eagles it figures the government creates nothing but discord and huge mountains of debt buy silver now before the billionaires literally steal it out from underneath all of us Gold Ore Store, your trusted partner in all things precious metal. We buy and sell gold, silver, and so much more. Gold Ore Store, 435-703-9119. That's 435-703-9119. My husband and I met at a strip mall. Dance. It was a beautiful old strip mall. I had seen my husband before at a big rally at the highway on-ramp. For all the men who had enlisted, he was going to war. Four years later, we married at the little convenience store downtown. When we lose a historic place, we lose a part of who we are. To learn how you can help protect places in your community, visit nationaltrust.org. History is in our hands. A message brought to you by the National Trust for Historic Preservation and the Ad Council. To some, a baby's babbling doesn't mean much, but it does. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. The show today is pre-recorded from July of 2022. Valley Show. Right? Isn't that what they say? It's whatever. (laughs) Okay. Um, Welcome back. Kate Daly's show. I'm talking with uh, Uncle Milty here, and we're live. Uh, Make sure to get to my great sponsors on the website. Make sure you have Clean Start, the hand sanitizer that doubles as wound care. If you're going off-grid or camping, you're going to want this product. 
really cool product. You make it as you go, and it is awesome. And put in the code Kate, and where the whole system, because you can make so many bottles, is normally, um, and it's hospital grade too, normally $250, you can get it for like 40-something bucks. I mean, it's amazing if you put in the code Kate. But you got to put in the code Kate. It's called Clean Start with a K. And then also um, preparewithkate.com, get some food storage. Also, um, Balance of Nature, what an awesome product to keep your immune system good and growing and amazing. Um, balanceofnature.com, code word Kate. And then, of course, my pillow slippers. You can still get them, you guys, before they close this thing off. Wonder if they're going to close it off next week. Anyway, ninety dollars off the slippers for Father's Day. Get these slippers; they ship super fast. Oh my gosh, they're so worth it. Moccasin style, slip-on style. They're just made so well. They're so amazing. Um, MyPillow.com forward slash Kate. So let me let me read to you something I wrote because I saw a friend of mine who I know gets it put a flag, put the gay pride flag on his profile picture, and I was like. What are you what are you doing? Hello? We're we're praising Sodom and Gomorrah is really what we're doing. And everyone's all in. Are you kidding me? And I know this person knows better. And I was like, what are you doing? So I wrote this because I just was feeling this so strongly, I had to get it down on paper. I do this a lot, but I haven't shared this yet, but it's the new kindness definition. You want to hear what it is? Yes. Do not be vocal about what you really believe, but silence yourself in the name of kindness. It's a new term. It's a, uh, it's a disease, really. Okay, so let me, let me read to you what I wrote. Being kind is killing us as a nation. No, I'm not talking about being nice. Everyone's nice. But why are we so committed to being kind that we are okay with losing reason and common sense? People wearing masks on their faces to be kind to others for absolutely no reason based in science or health. (laughs) It's lunacy. People cheering on the rainbow as if they're afraid they'll be singled out if they admit that it's a sin to be part of that group. It is... Is it kindness to lose your own morals and principles in an effort to be kind Do we think God is happier to see us condone things that are awful because kindness trumps values? Do we think it gets us more brownie points with God because we were kind? Well, if I put up a gay flag or put a rainbow on my profile pic so no one can say I'm not a kind person, is that what I'm doing? When when you put up the rainbow flag, are you trying to say what a kind person you are to the rest of the world? Are you trying to get that validation? Did you get on, uh, did you get an injection? Did you get that injection because you thought it was kind to inject your body with poison in an effort to show how neighborly you are and how kind you are to others because that's how it was sold to you? Do we realize that's a crazy nonsensical statement? Have we started parsing out our morality to, to, uh, to, perceive, to a perceived notion that kindness is better in God's eyes, our version of it anyway, than saying that following his commandments and standing for his truth is the best way to go? Are we saying that God wants us to be kind and lose who we are and what we stand for? No one ever said that you had to be mean either. But stop mistaking 
the cannibalization of your values to put kindness in a new category of, quote, I'm afraid I won't be accepted club to embrace what's right and true. Going along with sin and cheering it on isn't kindness, it's damaging. Getting shot up with heaven knows what isn't kindness to even your own body. It's being a sheeple. Wearing a mask is just utter stupidity because you have an immune system. You're not being kind, you're being stupid. Christ didn't teach us to roll over and only be kind. He didn't say to forsake everything you know because kindness is awesome. Or our version of it now. We are supposed to stand by his word and his example. We are supposed to have enough conviction in right and wrong that we recognize the difference. What's right has always been right and what's wrong is always wrong. It hasn't shifted because you lost your backbone to actually stand for anything in your life. It's still clear. Your act of kindness is just a mockery of God. You aren't helping anyone. You are actually supporting them to go farther away from God. That's not kind. It's cruel. Stand for principles. Stand up for what's right. Stand up for logic, thinking, and common sense. It's the kindest thing you can do for others. To be a mouthpiece for God. We are supposed to love God. And if you want to be kind, a good citizen, a good neighbor, and a good person, just follow him and stand up for his teachings. Amen. I seriously wrote that last Amen. night. Amen. I was so perturbed <laughs> by, by this ode to Sodom and Gomorrah that we all seem to be doing and thinking that this is the right way to be. Who are we? You know, people don't speak English anymore. Yeah. Kindness has one meaning. Hmm. It means the act of being kind. Yeah. That's all it means. Right. Kind has eight different definitions. Five nouns, three adjectives. Really? Yep. So or kind can to. mean many, many things. <laughs> mm-hmm. And all it is today is the word kindness means to self-censor. It really does. That's what it means. It means lose who you are and be fake. Be fake. Kindness means self-censoring yourself and not telling people what you really believe. Yeah. Yeah. The message is loud and clear. Don't stand up for God. Don't do that. Because the crowd might be upset if you stand up for God. Your new morals... Rest in your kindness level of accepting that which you know is wrong. Yep. Great. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi. Go right Um, ahead. So, talking about the word Mm -hmm. (laughs) kind and love. Right. I feel like Satan has taken that word because we are taught, Mm -hmm. you know, to love others and to be kind. Right. um, And I feel like that Satan has taken those words. And he is now using them against us. Yeah. So with mm-hmm. the whole LGBTQ, um, you know, and all their their clothing and all their all of it, it says 
and on their clothing and stuff, it's always be kind. Yes, be kindness kind. and mm-hmm. love, and yep. love is all we need. Yep. Um, so true. And it's like throwing it in our faces because we are taught to be kind exactly. and to love others. Exactly. It's just but, a whole different kind of kind. It's a whole different definition because now it's at the expense of your morals and values. You're not allowed to have those anymore. In an effort to be kind, that means that you champion things that you know are not right. Right. And I think Satan has taken that word yep. and now is using it with the LGBTQ or using those words Amen. Um, against people that disagree with their views. You're so right. Of, of same sex. Yes. Marriage and all of that. Yeah, of you're yep. exactly right. Thank you for the call. And it's a silencing. It's a silencing without being mm. a silencing. Because all you have to do is go, yeah. be kind. You're not kind. I'm gay and you're not kind. Unless you champion what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Then you're kind. See? They put a whole new stamp on what kindness yeah. means to them. And we're playing along beautifully. Yeah. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hello, Kate. Hey. And uh, Uncle Milty. Hi. Hi. You know, one of the things that I learned later in life is that anything I do, if I have to go through the mental gyrations of justifying and rationalizing that action, mm-hmm. it's the wrong action to be doing. Amen. And this whole context about this talking about is all they're doing is trying to rationalize and justify themselves of where they're at to make themselves feel better. Yep, you're exactly right. And that's right. the problem, is yeah. you can never be right if you have to rationalize and justify and it because right is self-identifying itself. Yep. It's it's a truth. Mm-hmm. It's a fundamental truth. And guess what? You can't make them feel good enough. Why are they always in therapy? Why are people in so much therapy? Because they still can't reconcile this because the spirit has a hard time reconciling any of this. So there's no level of kindness that you could ever reach and champion what they're doing because it will never be okay. It will never be okay. Right, because yeah. it's the fundamentalness of it is in themselves. Rooted. I mean, yeah. the first time they had the thoughts, the first time they had the ideas, yep. they were shocked by it yes. and stunned by it. Yes, and, and that should have recoiled them away from it. But yeah, instead, right. they ran toward the candle, and now we're getting burned up by it. Thank you. Rather than flying away from it. Love the phone call. Thank you. It's the truth, though. And whether somebody wants to admit it or not, I don't care. I mean, if you think I'm... Nuts for saying this. How dare you say this? You're not kind. And that's my whole point. And (laughs) since that moment when they ran toward the candle, Uh they felt guilt. Since Mm -hmm. that very moment, they can't lose the guilt. Something doesn't reconcile. And that's how you know it's not rooted in, 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 um, in righteousness. Right. And you know what? We're going to have to be a little more vocal in saying what we mean instead of being fakely kind. Because your fakeness isn't helping anybody. It's not. It's actually making it worse because it gives them hope that they're going to win eventually. Oh, yeah. Or that it's going to be okay. And it's not. And it's not. That's why the therapy seeking constantly. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi, Kate and Uncle Milty. Hi. Uh, well, I think what what the governor has done here, unwittingly probably, is is cursed us because he's endorsed a lifestyle that God said is an abomination. So I'm like, well, 
I guess we're going to have another year of mega drought. How <laughs> I see it. <laughs> Interesting. All right. And so th- th- that caller is talking about a, a previous local hour I did where our own governor in his very feminine, soft voice is um, really talking up the LGBT and wrote a whereas statement like, whereas you citizens of the state, you will accept this and you mm-hmm. will love it and you will be kind and you will do exactly what I say you're going to do. And I resent that. So he can take it and shove it. I resent being told what I have to respect and love. I don't have to respect and love sin. I will. I can always be nice to the person. Doesn't mean being mean. But our kindness is killing us because our kindness is silencing the truth. Who you are. Yeah, your morals, your values. You're being asked to forego that to shore up sin. And we have a whole month dedicated to Sodom and Gomorrah all around us. Everything is drag queens, and I don't know how they got into the picture. Drag queens, transgender, pronouns, and LGBTQ. All in our face, 24-7, flag everything. And we are part of it when you silence yourself and you go, I'm going to wear the flag so I can look like a nice person. Please pat me on the back, somebody. And if you think it's okay, see what would happen if we asked for a heterosexual month. It's never going to happen. Be right back. Kate Daly Show. Too much privilege. How would you feel to know that you're helping people change their lives? You'd feel pretty good, right? Well, at Balance of Nature, we are doing just that. And you can too. Balance of Nature is looking to hire a shipping clerk. In this position, you're the last line before everything gets shipped to the customer. You will get to put the product into boxes and label them to be shipped off, knowing that you're making someone's day from the instant that box is picked up. This full-time position starts at $15 an hour and has opportunities for quarterly bonuses with benefits, including healthy daily lunches at no cost to you and many internal company events that add excitement to the work week. Now is the time to work for a company that cares about its employees and customers. Go to balanceofnature.com slash careers to see a full list of job openings and apply today. Come join our team as Balance of Nature continues to build a future with you in mind. Southern Utah's number one golf course is Copper Rock, voted 2022's best golf course in Southern Utah. Happening next month, it's the Copper Rock Monster Tournament on October 29th. It's going to be frightening with tees way back and scary pin placements. 10 a.m. shotgun four-person scramble. Price is just $100 per player, which includes lunch, treats, and awesome prizes for best score, best costume, and raffles. Spots are limited, so hurry and call in to reserve your team at 435-215-4845 or go to copperrock.com for more details. Fall in love with the new Sealy mattress. Plus, get a free lounge adjustable base today at the Mattress Store. Hi, it's Justin at the Mattress Store, and it's time to love your sleep again with a free adjustable lounge base. Purchase a qualifying Sealy mattress and get a free adjustable lounge base. Plus, get 0% interest financing or no credit needed financing. Voted Best of Southern Utah, Bluff by Ace Hardware, Bloomington by the Walmart, Washington next to Best Buy, Downtown Cedar City next to Lynn's. Nobody beats the Mattress Store. No. 
nobody. Caring for an elder family member can be worrisome and overwhelming. You want your loved ones to receive personalized care. Ovation Sienna Hills is the answer. They don't sacrifice anything in their assisted living and memory care communities. Mom and dad can stay in assisted living, left incapable and caring hands. Call Ovation Sienna Hills to schedule your private tour today. 435-429-0000. Ovation Sienna Hills, enhancing the life of every person they serve. Hi, this is John with Copiers for Sale, a division of Steamroller Copies. Did you know that we sell and service copiers, plotters, and more? Our unique business model allows us to offer 30 to 50% savings on your copier lease or purchase. Owning copy stores for almost three decades has taught us distinctive purchasing strategies. With our experience, we will reduce your equipment costs and give you better service. Call me now at 435-862-6000 for a free bid. That's 435-862-6000. Instead of being exposed to stock market losses, what if you could have the opportunity to get a substantial bonus on your retirement accounts and potential to participate in stock market gains without any participation in the stock market losses? I want you to talk to Lyle Boss for Safe Money Radio. It's heard right here every week. Lyle specializes in no-market-risk retirement strategies with a guarantee of principal, guaranteed growth, and income that you can never outlive. Let me ask you this. Is your retirement plan based on hypothetical growth, on an arbitrary spend-down rate, on an assumption about how long you're going to live. Call Lyle right now and you'll get your own complimentary customized safe money information kit and Lyle's latest book, The Safe Money Miracle, where you'll get critical tips for investing, learn annuity secrets, and also learn how to protect yourself from inflation. 855-355-SAFE. 855-355-7333. This is Kate Daly, and my show is brought to you by the Piano Gallery, located on the Bloomington exit, right by Bloomington Walmart. You can get a gorgeous piano for a great deal. Talk to John or Jamie. A piano makes a beautiful house a home. St. George Ink and Toner. If you want to save money on ink for your printers, see St. George Ink and Toner at 42 South River Road. Best Mattress, the best place to buy Tempur-Pedic. Save up to $1,500 on Serta, Beautyrest, and Sherwood. Free delivery and setup with the Best Mattress 120-day satisfaction guarantee. Why shop anywhere else? The road less traveled is calling. RVZZ's answer is the Forest River Surveyor. Annually, a top 10 selling brand in North America and one of the most repeat buyers of any travel trailer in the industry. The Forest River Surveyor, starting at $32,999. Right now, an RVZZ. RVZZ. The Kate Daly Show is brought to you by Aragosta Restaurant. You don't need to go to Vegas to experience five-star dining. Visit Aragosta Restaurant right here in St. George and see why they were voted best in Southern Utah. Now three years in a row, Chef Amy invites you to make your reservation today and treat yourself to fine dining at Aragosta Restaurant. The show today is pre-recorded from July of 2022. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Leaves you Let this, uh, when you're all alone. this is sexy 
song. I love it. Makes you want to dance, huh? Yeah. Makes you want to boogie. You're doing the white man overbite. I can see you. <laughs> Jason Manns. Love this. Cry to me. He's got a great voice, doesn't he? Very sexy song. Um, so welcome back to the show. Make sure and get to Inside Out Hyperbarics because a hyperbaric machine will do you right. In fact, it will help with everything from your skin to your health to how you feel to autoimmune to cancer to MS to, I mean, you name it, even brain trauma, injuries, all kinds of things. It, it oxen, oxen, what, what is the word? Oxygenate? Like oxygen? Oxidizes. Thank you. <laughs> It's been a day. Um, the cells, pretty amazing stuff. And so uh, get over to InsideOutHyperbarics.com uh, and you can order up a machine. You can have it financed, very small little payments to get it financed. Get one in your home. And let me just tell you, you can solve a lot of issues with hyperbaric. It's been around a long time, 60, 80 years. I mean, it's just been awesome. And the studies on it are amazing. And it's natural. It's so natural. Helps you feel better every day. Um, please go over to InsideOutHyperbarics.com. They are just a fantastic company. So talking a, a little bit about kindness, um, you know, uh, hat tip, uh, Kristen. I, she sent an article about um, climate change climate change in um, Australia uh, might be sparking a lockdown there. And this was the Department of, uh, of the Environment down there. South Australia declares climate emergency yesterday. Um, and what will people do? They'll be kind to the earth. Kindness. And they'll stay home in the name of environmentalism. It's a load of crap. There's no human-caused climate change. There's only cyclical climate change, like the weather and like the seasons that you can't control, even if you wanted to, unless you're harp. Um, so kindness will be the disease that takes over because people will be silenced into, yeah, but if you don't care about the earth, you're mean. If you don't, if you don't tell the gay community that what they're doing is moral, you're mean. You are not kind. So what are people doing? Everything's in the name of kindness. And so what they when they change their profile, see, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. Look at me. Pat me on the back. I'm really nice. Mm -hmm. I'm really kind. Look at me. I love everybody. Love trumps everything. No, it doesn't. You're supposed to love God first. Mm -hmm. Then all his commandments come under that. And then you know how to do that properly. Love doesn't trump God. God trumps everything else. And then you understand how to treat. You can, you can love your fellow man and still keep his commandments, right? But you don't champion sin to do that. <laughs> Following his commandments and championing champion sin are two def different things that bring you into two different places. But we do this for everything. Right. Climate change. Yeah. I know people who admit kind. that they only mm -hmm. bought their electric car so people would think better of them. Yeah, it's true. They don't it's believe true. in See? climate change. I'm a good steward of yep. the earth. Look at me. 
Yeah, your little paper bag and your little straw, your little paper straw isn't helping. It's not doing anything. It's like the mask. Look how kind I am to others. If I see one more person in a mask, I swear to you, I'm going to come out of my skin. It's like I want to go up to them and go, are you a freaking lunatic? Are you this stupid? Seriously. It's been two and a half years. Knock it off. And they're still wearing them, the surgical mask. I mean, of all things, right? But you know what? They're in their head. It's all about kind. I'm a kind person. I swear to you, I should. I want to write on their masks. Look at me. I'm kind to others, and you're not. Still, <laughs> you know, it's you, insane. Everything that we're told is bad mm-hmm. is something that's just cyclic. Yeah. I mean, cyclic. even even shootings are yeah. cyclic. Yeah. If uh-huh. you look at the sta- yeah. stats, right. you know. Right. But the mm-hmm. worst drought ever in the United States happened in 1930. Mm-hmm. It was called the Dust Bowl mm-hmm. drought. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. It lasted 10 years. Right. But yet we're still here. <laughs> Yep. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi, Katie. Hi there. I'm Mel Hi. Mike. Um, Hi. I think it's mean when a group steals a symbol mm-hmm. that was created by God himself. And so as a Christian, and I would think and that our Jewish it. friends would have... Yeah, they hijacked it. 1978 is yep. when they started using the rainbow flag, and that's a promise from God that he's never going to destroy the earth with water again. Yeah, and they're just begging him to. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. They hijacked it and turned it into their symbol. Isn't that amazing that they were able to do it? And what happened to our Christian culture that would have had a problem with that? We were silenced. You know why? Because we're kind. We're kind. Yeah, sure, take our symbol. Yeah, sure, mock God. We're cool with that. We don't stand for anything anymore. We're silenced. We don't stand. It's like we're afraid to. And I can't imagine a society in where we go, yes, please be a sinner. Be a sinner. I love sin. Sin's perfect. It's awesome. And we're behind you, honey. Go sin. I mean, give me a break. Where, where, did, we, where did we go in America? That's what I want to know. What do you think, Mike? I'm with you, and I mean, you know, it talks about in the last days that, in the very last days, that the people, the earth dwellers is what it's called, Mm -hmm. um, they will assemble together and think that they're going to actually fight against God. So you can see us trending that way. I can see delusion. I can see a lot of delusion. Oh, absolutely. Yep, and that's exactly what you're talking about, is a delusion that they can go up against God, and a delusion that what they're doing is moral, and a delusion that it's all about self, and, and this life is all about self, because that's really what it's about, isn't it, for them? For I can see what Matt Walsh exactly. is talking about. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I had another quick little observation, and just correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong, but okay. I see a big dilemma for what does the B stand for in LGBTQ? Bisexual. Now, how can we have bisexual and recognize that there's only two sexes <laughs> with all the, the discussion that's going on today? True. You can't. It's fluid. We don't know what yes. we are. No, you're what right. What is a woman? You're right. It's true. I never really thought about that. It that's should a great be point. an O. Are they- an O. For omnisexual. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're exactly They're right. going to have to kick the bees out of the campfire. You know what? None of what they do makes sense. And it doesn't, when you, when you ask somebody, I want, or they say, I want to be a woman, but I can't define that. But I want you to call me a woman, and I still can't define it. I mean, that's the kind of lunacy and crazy we're up against. Oh, I know. Ah, yep. just got the shivers. Thank you. Really appreciate the call. What are we going to do? We're going to kind ourselves into um, being persecuted as Christians, which is really what's starting to happen now. But but this is exactly the same reason. These same people who want to be kind and can't call out this evil mm-hmm. are the same people that won't call out their representatives. Mm-hmm. They won't call out their mayor. They won't call out their governor. Yeah. Because they're afraid of everything. Yep. And I mean, I have this guy in our city, uh, I think some others in our city, too, are doing this, where they're putting their pronouns, they're adding it because they don't want to be offensive. Mm -hmm. And it's like on their profile as an elected official or whatever. And really, what's, what's driving that? Because who's been offended? Who has actually told them that they're offended that they don't have their pronouns listed? And I know this this person is a, a hetero male with a family. But I would like to know who they're fighting, who who's threatening them to do that? Because this is all self-perceived, right? You're doing it because you want to appear kind to everybody and that you're just this amazing guy. And so that's where the fakeness is. No, politicians mm-hmm. do it because they think that 2% of the vote is important. Yeah, 2%. Yeah, yeah. 2% and of that vote is important. It's funny because when we were talking about gay marriage and all of that came into being, and I got all the hate mail and the threats and everything else uh, for our stand, uh, we're not allowed to have a stand. They were the only ones allowed a voice. That's how love works in their community. Um, I just, it, it's funny to me how it was all about gay marriage. And now it's all about trans. Now it's all about you don't know your gender. It's funny how it's changed, right? Here's Jordan Peterson. I'll give you a few minutes of Jordan. Uh, Jordan's always great. Uh, listen to Jordan Peterson. Here we go. Oh, I've got music playing. That's not going to work. Hold on a second. Let me let me cut that off. Here we go. Okay. Sorry about that. What can I say? Never a day without problems on the radio. Here we go. Peterson, let's start with you. Uh, So this question says, um, you present your issue with Bill C-16 to be that the infringement of freedom of expression regarding gender pronouns is a problem. Do you hold the same stance with other discriminatory language in the Human Rights Code, such as being able to use uh, racist uh, terms uh, with regard to students? And if you believe that one of these things is a violation, but not the other one. So pronouns are the equivalent of the N-word. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, so one one thing I would like to point out before I answer that, just so you all notice, is that I have, in fact, been denounced today. And what I am saying has, in fact, been described as hate propaganda. So one thing I'd like to suggest to you, every single person in the audience. Hold on, caller. You're next. Woo! So keep it in mind. All right, so with regards to the question, well, first of all, 
I don't think that these issues are the same. I don't think they're the same at all. I mean, I've think, been thinking about the pronoun thing, you know, because one of the things that people... It put me back on my heels for a while because the claim was basically, well, something like, why doesn't the mean professor just play nice and, and respect people by using their pronouns? And it took me like three weeks to unpack that because who gets questioned about pronoun use? I don't know why the hell I use the pronouns I use. I use them because they're part of the language. I use he and she because that's what everyone uses. And so then I had to think about, well, why, why do we, in fact, use pronouns? And we use them in part for the same reason that we use other categories categories, and that's to simplify the world for functional purposes, roughly speaking. But then I was thinking, well, is the use of he and she a mark of respect? And the answer to that is, well, no, it's not a mark of respect. It can't be a mark of respect. What you call four billion people can't be a mark of respect, right? It's, it's a <laughs> so mark good. of basic categorization. And so then the claim comes up, well, if someone wants you to use a particular pronoun, then you're disrespecting them if you don't. It's like, hmm, okay, let's think that through a bit. Well, that assumes that when I'm using he or she for, for people in, you know, in normal parlance that I'm actually indicating my respect for them. And that's not true. It's like if I don't know you, I class, classify you generically and basically I classify you in terms of how you present yourself publicly. I suppose that's your gender expression. And then I nail you with whatever pronoun seems to fit. It has nothing to do with respect. And besides that, you bloody well don't get to demand my respect. Why should you? You know, I mean, it's not like I respect everyone. That's a foolish thing to do. You respect people who are respectable. You know, you, you make value distinctions between people, and that doesn't mean you illegally discriminate against them. Those aren't the same thing. But I'm all for value judgments. If, if you don't buy value judgments, then why bother learning anything? Why, why bother doing anything? Why go from one point in your life to another if the next point isn't better in some manner? I love it. Don't you love that? Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Whoops, you're barely... Oh. Yeah, but you're you're kind of coming in weird. Why don't you call me back? Call me back. Um, gosh, I don't know what was going on. Anyway, isn't that great? That was Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing. So good. Uh, so good. And they desperately need him in and, Canada. Yes, they do. They desperately need him. Okay, caller, go right ahead. Hey, guys. There's a disturbing story from Seattle today. Better hurry. They're not investigating rapes. Oh, I don't know. A society where their men doesn't protect women and children. Right. Look what we've done to the elderly in the last two years. No, it's the very true. Uh Thank you for that. Yeah, thank you for that. Really appreciate that. Yeah, it's true. Absolutely. Seattle, the city of Seattle. No investigations of crimes against adults. That's what they said. I, wow. You know, okay, as we worship Sodom and Gomorrah, because that's what we're doing, let's be honest. Just be honest about it. Like, don't be sucked into, I have to go along, I don't want to be hated, don't want anyone to hate me. You know, it's okay if somebody doesn't like you because you don't accept sin because you have a problem with it it's okay it's all right you know you won't implode i promise it's okay you don't need the constant pat on the back and you don't have to go in the direction of the world we're supposed to stand up for what's right and that doesn't put you in the direction of the world that the world goes unless you want to be part of it unless you want to aid and abet it Stand up for what's right. Be faithful. Be fearless. And that means stop giving in to that crap because it's not okay. Thanks for listening uh, we'll to the tomorrow. Kate Daly Show. And, uh, thanks, Uncle All Milton. Opinions